ready for tonight. We're going to be talking about documents, docu-series. <laughs> I filed documents. We'll talk about documents. This is a terrible tax. What are you doing? Other phones cross out. I remember that. <laughs> I, rem- hold on, I remember. Like you were looking at me. No, the only reason I remember that. The only reason I remember that is because she said hello, and I fucking swore she was staring at the fucking cat. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reason I remember that. Mcmahon. What do you want to say? Mcman. Mcman. Fucking Mcman, man. No, you're done. Move. Get your ass out of here. He will no longer be on the mic. <laughs> Jeez. All right. So, uh, I hope you weren't here last night for the other episode, dude. Feel the drive. <laughs> Come on, boys. It's Bob's night time. Oh, shit. Cool runnings. <laughs> That's for you, Eddie. Oh, shit. A six. Okay, okay. Okay, wait. Bro, she's a smooth eight. Did I nail it or what? She's a smooth eight. Listen, I'm not gonna say no if she comes over and like says, "Hey, you want to go out?" What are you fucking? That she's a six. That's her, dude. She's a smooth eight. It's still funny. This is off the subject right now, but have you guys heard that way too sexy song? I'm. Too sexy. Yeah, but the shit. one with uh, Future and uh, Young Young Thug. No, dude, Drake. you haven't heard that shit. No, the, the Drake, I don't know why, but the Drake it, song. Yeah, it's it fucking hits for some reason. Like, hold on. Okay, here we about to go. So, it's just, it's like a updated version of I'm Too Sexy for this. The video is fucking stupid though It's stupid as fuck yeah. It's so fucking dumb They're in white Like uh, like rather, shirts and shit rather, Going like this Yeah I'd rather watch that uh, <laughs> rather, hey, They're feeling themselves bro That's what it is I'd rather watch that Little Nas video Oh One where he's fucking yeah. Satan yeah, when the, Or the or the jail one No the Satan one the, Oh the jail one's worse dude Speaking break, of that fucker video. Did you guys see him go on the The VMAs Where he's like yeah. He came out on that Dude The Iron Man suit Yeah That was pretty fire Iron Man suit was pretty fire Really Yeah You didn't see that shit Iron Man suit was pretty Hey, didn't he have like a dress? Like a he did have like that a too. Yeah, purple he dress. Yeah, he had, he, had, he, had, he had like three fucking outfits. Jack Harlow came close to him, and I guess uh, he was gonna say something. Yeah. Music, man. I don't know, huh? man. What the fuck happened? Uh, I don't know, music, but uh, uh, Conor McGregor was almost was gonna not knock out oh, uh, Machine yeah, Gun Kelly. I saw that. Yeah. That's pretty dope. But yeah, yeah he threw oh, his drink shit. at him. Yeah. Hey there. Yeah, <laughs> but people, I don't know but about see, you, but but huh? see the thing is, uh, MGK didn't say shit because he know he uh, he, he got fucked he, up. If he did, he would have got in. He got, he got, yeah, he he got roasted, out, dude. Yeah. He got fucked up. Oh yeah. Because yeah. I guess what happened was Connor's wife, not Connor, yeah, asked for a picture. picture. Yeah. And he fucking pretty much flipped her off and no walked sh- away from her. Connor's uh-huh. like, what the fuck? Oh. And he went and grabbed him and fucking pushed him. He's like, it's just disrespectful, dude. MGK thinks he's a bigger star than what he fucking is. Wow, I don't know who he is. So he's like, must not be big. <laughs> he's the guy that Eminem fucking bodied. 
Oh, wait, like wait, wait, wait. He's not a boxer, right? No, no, he bodies no, like oh, the music, what you, bro. This, what are like, you I'm talking like, about? Yeah. Nah, MGK's is big, tall, skinny, uh, string being dude. Machine Gun Kelly. Uh, who, oh. who kept going to Eminem and kept going yeah. to Eminem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah and yeah, then yeah. put yeah. Rap Devil, which was a, which was a, a good, catchy song. But it wasn't a diss. It wasn't a diss. I remember something about that. And Eminem killed him in the first three fucking verses and said everything MGK said to him. Kill shot. Everything MGK said in his whole song, Eminem killed him in the first three fucking lines. That's Eminem? First three bars. Killed him. That's it. And then started talking shit about him. Like, like he said, if I was 80, I still wouldn't want to be And you know what? Have you noticed that MGK hasn't been rapping since then? Fuck no, he can't. <laughs> yeah. Dude, Eminem killed him, right? right. And that yeah. fool's e- his, his um, shit came he out. He turned emo now. Yeah, his He's, shit came out and didn't, yeah. it didn't sell shit. Eminem said, hell, even when I've had a bad album, I still sold at least 10 million. You had a bad album and couldn't even crack a thousand. Dude, that's, that's tr- oh, that's so true. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, he destroyed him. He destroyed him. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was, it was bad. Hey, y'all don't want to fuck with Eminem. Seriously, dude. he also hey, told no, me he's like, no. you would, you would suck a dick to me, me for three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, yeah. you, you guys remember that whole fiasco with fucking uh, Mariah Carey, right? Yeah, but MGK. A lot of people said that Mariah bodied Eminem, but Eminem just stopped. He didn't need to do it anymore. He didn't. He did that just to fuck with her. Yeah, because yeah. she was because he was smashing. She she kept on talking and she him. lied about it. Yeah, she's like, there's, oh, I never look, did it. Dude, there's a song, this is way off the tangent where we're talking about, but there's a there's a song that Eminem like plays, or he does, right? Yeah. And in the middle of the song, he plays Mariah Carey's voicemail to him. Yeah, that's his no. um, that's talking his shit about talking about her like she wanting to come vo- over. She, yeah, because she has a voicemail. And, and you know, fuck him or whatever. And he plays that voicemail during the song. Fuck. Oh yeah. And she kept saying, Oh, that's not me. I'm like, dude, come on. Come on. We are we are know who Hey, it is. but talking about that Drake. Um, album. What what do you what would you rate it out of ten? A six. Because people be hyping it up as fuck. But I Damn. think I think I I actually listened to it, the whole thing. But it was alright. I think it's just uh, it's more it's getting more attention because it has a lot of features rather than yeah. There's every, yeah. almost every song is a feature. Yeah, you know. So right, it's not other you than know. like the actual fucking album. Being I don't even know where I'm at right now. Good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. But I'm still I'm still excited about last uh, week's gangsta episode uh, where we brought in Mr. Goodbeer and Yavid. Uh, I also want to give a shout out to Handsome Rob because um, he's pretty awesome. Even with his roasts. Mr. Pretty Rob. Mr. Pretty Rob. Mr. Pretty Rob. <laughs> and our buddies oh, at the man, Potty Snatchers podcast. <laughs> Hey, so so it's always fucking Eli with his fucking mic being dropped, and now fucking my house uh, dropped something. No, my house gets attacked by rackets. You leave that just every day. Oh my god! Because it was behind my head. I was like, "What is this?" <laughs> Moving. Good, Eli. So, um, yeah, that episode was awesome, and thanks to Mr. Goodbeer and David. Uh, today's awesome life episode, and this time we're going to talk about fears and things that you know scare the shit out of us. So yeah, uh, I wasn't here last week, but I'm back, and uh, yeah, we'll see where it goes. <laughs> yeah, no, you were you were missed just a little. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, guys, but yeah, this is. When he trip. kept asking for you, yeah, he was. He um, was. Yeah. Oh, I didn't come. I didn't come because uh, I didn't really wanted to come. I just wasn't feeling <laughs> it. <laughs> hey, Otherwise, hey, I would I wouldn't have, hey. I wouldn't have done the uh, the voicemail. But I did have to help my dad. I could have helped him like if I came to the podcast, but I just had a long day and hey, I, I didn't want to come. It's cool, man. Sometimes it's we all, all feel like we all feel like that's you know, yeah, certain yeah. days, man. I'm just like no, but for me, it's every 28 days. Uh. The fuck? <laughs> bleeds. Wow. But yeah, it was just like it was just like. Plus, you know, you know what? I thought about. It, I was like, ah, they're gonna have enough people. I'm like, you know, just they have enough people. I'm, 
You're like, yeah. It's not even going to be noticeable that I'm. I'm it was there, noticeable. So. It was a little. It was noticeable. Really? Yeah, it was noticeable. Oh yeah. But you guys had like all the. It doesn't matter. It was no. We were upstairs, and the other guy was his thing. David. Yeah. Yeah. David didn't really talk. Yeah. Yeah. He he got like a mic shy. You know, kind of like yeah. He got he got mic shy. All right. Okay. So, Mr. Goodbeer, but they were asking for you, and then, like, Lenny was drunk. Oh, <laughs> no. He was yeah, fucking yeah, drunk, yeah. dude. Yo, <laughs> it was fucking uh, hilarious. I Lenny was drunk. Hold on. Lenny was drunk, and Roman was fucking space out of his mind, dude, dude. with edibles. Uh, every, time we would ask him, every time we would ask him a question, he'd be like, uh, 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 oh, oh yeah, 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 I got it, I got it. <laughs> and, and then Lenny kept talking about Starship Troopers. Like, dude, he was like... The whole on that, he's like, Yeah, I like the girl from Starship Troopers. She was and great. Kept, you know what? Putting a different I'm, name I'm starting to think that Lenny jacks off to like Star Troopers. He does. He does. Like, he probably gets a hard on and like, what, what, hey, what going he's at he's at like, it. He wants to have a movie marathon with the uh, Starship? <laughs> yeah, Starship all, Troopers, all, all the movies. Yeah. All <laughs> five of them. Sorry, Lenny, but oh my God. <laughs> she loves that movie. Hey, Wait, movie bro, so, um, that's it, right? No. I didn't bunch. So, so before we get to the episode, um, our movie of the week and also game of the week are brought to you by the drip. Ooh, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, what are you gonna do first? Um, let's go with the let's go with the game first. Welcome to the game of the week. All right, yeah. so the game that we're going to be reviewing this week is uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 2, The Age of New Heroes. So I remember playing this game on uh, at the arcades. So this was released in 2000. Nickel, nickel. Nickel, nickel. Yeah, there you go. That's exactly where I started playing that thing. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, for me, like these fighting games, it kind of reminded me of uh, Smash Brothers because uh, I felt like there was a lot going on. Because uh, you had you had uh, different fighters, and you can always ju- uh, you know jump in and get another one in, get them out, you know, uh, bring them in and do their special moves, and then bring them out. So um, the only reason why I did get into it more was because it reminded me a lot of just like Street Fighter, and a lot of the moves I remember easily how to do. So that's why I, I love this game. Um, my friends used to make fun of me because um, whenever I would play, uh, you know, the way you hold the controls, you have your thumbs facing up, and then you. Yeah, hold the back. In. I would actually turn my right hand uh, inverted, and I would play with my my fingers. And oh, you do this? Yeah, exactly. Like uh, if I was playing at the arcades. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So everybody that saw me, they're like, "Dude, what the fuck is this guy doing?" But it just felt so natural for me to do it like that because then if I like, I can do my moves a lot easier for me. Yeah. Um, I I I bought the the Dreamcast just because of that stupid fucking. Oh game. yeah, that's right. They did come out for the on the Dreamcast. That's yeah, right. Yeah, because yeah. That's I think- stupid fucking game. Why are you so like that? Why are we reviewing this game if it's a stupid fucking game? <laughs> I, think, I think they're talking about the uh, the uh, the system. The system. system yeah. yeah, I get that, but the still, the way you said it was just like, nah. You didn't say the systems like you said that stupid fucking game. Well, yeah, yeah, because I got so I got fucking yeah. I got so fucking into it that I that's the reason why I fucking got it. You know, uh, because. If you remember, Dreamcast didn't really do wasn't that really no big. they didn't have a lot of games yeah I mean, was was bottle, dude. they only had like taxi, a, taxi driver they had that one they had the Sonic Adventure Crazy Taxi yeah Crazy Taxi Sonic Adventure they had uh, Redstone or Stone something Sonic then, was the only good one on on, on the Dreamcast yeah but, Sonic uh, Adventure was dope yeah. yeah but see other than that like I literally just bought it because of that and I think my 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 friend at the time was able to. Uh, uh, download like multiple games onto a CD, and I would just play like whatever was on there. But uh, for me, like this game was like the the top 
game for me that I could play prior. I mean, after like uh, Street Fighter, but I think this was the last game I actually started uh, stopped playing after this game. Um, any video games at, at all, but for me, I give it a solid four and a half. The only reason I didn't give it a five was because I always had a fucking hard time doing any fucking combos on this fucking video game, dude. So for me, uh, I actually I love this game. I used to play. I still played it when the, it was released on the Xbox 360. When it's over at Nickel Nickel or the arcades that I've been to out in LA, there's one in uh, Fullerton. I think it's called. Uh, um, I used to love you on. But anyways, yeah, dude, this is definitely like one of my favorite go-to games, especially at the arcade when you put your quarter in or, or waiting in line to like fight somebody. Uh, my my actually characters were was always a uh, it was Spider Man, Wolverine, and Mega Man. Those were like my my three that I always like played with. But also like playing with like Venom, Gambit. Uh, so my overall rating for the game, I'd give it like a good four. 4.5 it's a it's it's a good replay game because you can play with your buddies or even if you play competitively you can hit the arcades um so i would say i would recommend any guys to download it i don't, I don't even think you can download it now on the P, on the playstation nope. network uh, on. Yeah. They can't. yeah and they can't you can't do it on the xbox uh sorry the microsoft store either no so would you give it i said i give it a four okay yeah i was going i was just about to ask you like what, what were your favorite characters the one that i always used to like using was a uh, akuma spider-man and then uh cable and Wolverine was badass too. Yeah, yeah. Wolverine's kind of a cheat code though. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, if you so get short. that slash going, dude, it's you're fucked. You're and, done. And because he's also short, so you yeah. could always you know he can dodge. avoid avoid the, the. Or you can do like that spinning move under like when on the like a slide slash type thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Millhouse. So I didn't really play Marvel versus Capcom two. I did I did um, touch it a couple of times, but I would always play on the arcades. I never played it on the uh, on like you know console. Console, yeah. So I'll base my score off of the first one because that's to me like it doesn't get better than the first one. Yeah, the the second one had more characters, uh, but like I said, I didn't play it much. It was just uh, it was it was different. I, I feel like they changed the uh, the mechanics of the game, the way that it played. Because the first one was a little bit more old school, but it wasn't necessarily like I'm always gonna shit on Street Fighter because just the way that the the game plays, it's just it's too slow, you know. The the way that the characters move, just the whole mechanics of of the of the gameplay of of fighting in Street Fighter is just I it, I never got into it because of that because it was too slow. Did you so Marvel versus Capcom the first one? It only had 15 characters, and for me that was fucking awesome, you know, because. Um, uh, you only you didn't have you didn't have like a, a whole wide range of characters that you could use, and you know, you could focus more on like specific characters. So, and then I don't know about the second one, but on the first one they were like hidden characters, like uh, yeah. the shadow shadow uh, Chun Li and uh, the other Venom that was moving like crazy, and the Orange Hulk and the uh, Gold War Machine and shit. So, uh. And I played the shit out of that game. And the one thing that I liked, it's like kind of like in Kino Fighters, my favorite arcade game, fighting arcade game, that you could just string fucking infinite combos. And it's like a, if you pick them up and you know how to do them, you, you know, keep you, 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 you basically kill their character. It's like just, an endless combo. An, an endless combo, yeah. That's basically what, what I like, that, that you could do endless combos and... Not, if you were, you know, if you were good enough to like be able to land the hit and set him up, that was it. You're that was a character. Yeah, yeah, that was a character. Uh, I don't know. I, I tried research Chinet, but I don't know if uh, that first game, Marvel vs. Capcom, was the first game like arcade fighting game that 
allowed for uh, assist uh, players or fighters, you know, that would come into the into the game All right, and right. help you. Because um, I think what Marvel vs. Capcom came in 98, came out in 98, I think, the original, the first one. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the King of Fighters, the game that I like, didn't have that until 99. Because they did have... It, uh, King of Fighters started from 94 all the way until like, they has kept on going. But it didn't have that uh, that that um, that feature. They would, we used to call it strikers. They, they called them strikers in the King of Fighters franchise. Right. Where you would like uh, hit, a bu- hit a button. And the assist would come and the, in. And the, the assist, assist would, would come, come in. in. So right. I think that's the one thing that I, I liked about uh, Marvel versus Capcom about that franchise. So I'll give it a four because I, I didn't play the two as much. I only played the first one a lot. Yeah, and my favorite uh, guy was uh, freaking uh, War Machine. Oh yeah, uh, War Machine. War had Machine a and uh, and uh, yeah, Mor- Morgan. Of- Morgan, I, I, I oh. like that girl too. <laughs> War Machine had a good uh, uh, combo. Them, setup. them and Iron Man used to have like this infinite like crazy, crazy, yeah. crazy. Uh, like laser cannon, but it was uh-huh. it's, it's all about timing. Because so. yeah. War Machine have like the the rockets coming. Out. Yeah, yes. they had a fucking yeah. big yeah. ass rocket. Exactly. Yeah. So, so that that was like a, a crazy endless combo when you knew how to fuck with them and you know how to yeah. like you were saying right. You get them on the right corner and you get that one punch in. That mm-hmm. endless combo comes in and then you. I kill mean, them you with could that. Pre- pretty much do endless combo with, uh, but I'm talking about the first one. Like oh, I said, yeah, I, I yeah, didn't yeah. play the second one enough. But yeah, anybody with anybody, you could pretty much done like an endless combo in the first game. So it, yeah. I thought it was dope. You know, the pace of the game is like super fast. So uh, for me personally, that's one thing that I like in a fighting game. You know, like <laughs> I was joking when when we first uh, when you first let me play uh, Mortal Kombat. Oh yeah, but that's another reason why I don't like Mortal Kombat because it's uh, the the way that it plays. It's fucking slow. It's slow. It's about you timing. Know? Yeah, strategy. it's like yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's slow. So for me, that's not fun. I like the games that flew uh, the flow like quickly and you know They're, yeah so it's all about reaction and and being able to like actually have the skill to you know land the punches or the kicks or whatever but yeah gotcha. four, four for me just because of the first one I gave it a three point five so I'm gonna go lower than everybody else because I really don't like fighting games yeah uh, you're more of a uh, like football or game yeah I'm like sports. more of a sports, sports and like you know or, RPG or, and, yeah yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. yeah so I'm more into that so I'll play fighting games but I was always around like brother Danny so he'd fucking work me every time we play <laughs> like using like Iron Man using the fucking Sonic or that big the fucking gun can- or whatever can- oh yeah uh, the, the cannon, cannon. The cannon. Yeah. and then like him using Wolverine that slash shit from yeah. the top from the bottom and just fucking me up dude <laughs> like I'm thinking like oh I'm gonna pick this big dude get get fucking raped <laughs> so like I played like a couple of times and I was just like oh, I I'm can't done. do this, can't <laughs> do this. it's like Street Fighter for me too it's just like it's not hard for me but I can't like get into it like the re- the the replay value for me isn't that great because I don't get into it I, I'm not like excited to play uh, so okay. yeah 3.5 for me it's okay. kind of like well, the my brother with the new uh, like the new up, updated version of Killer Instinct. So mm-hmm. that fucker barely gets on the on the button, and oh, here is like combo breaker, and you know the whole scream like ah, he does like all these fucking crazy combos. Where I'm looking up, dude, I can't even fucking move, and he's like, dude, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. So next is. This is the movie of the week. Brought to you by The Drift. 
<laughs> All right, guys. So the movie that we're reviewing yeah. this week is, <laughs> is uh, Instructions Not Included, also known as uh, No Hay Devoluciones. No se aceptan devoluciones. There you go. Uh-huh. Um, this movie was released in uh, on September 6, 2013. Uh, it was filmed in Acapulco, Mexico. Um, budget for this movie was $5 million, which was the highest uh, amount of movie for any, like, uh, Mexican uh, movie, um, it grossed opening weekend seven point eight million, and total was a hundred million. Oh, this is the one you didn't like. It, you're checking for Mexico, or you're talking about globally, or uh, you... the the seven point eight was uh, U.S. and Canada only. Ah, okay, okay. And then globally was a hundred. Yeah. Um, so the storyline is basically uh, single the single guy, you know. Likes to party, you know. Valentin is the character's name. Valentin, who's by, uh, played by Eugenio de Res. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's just a party animal, you know, partying with the girls and all this, whatever. One day, um, girl shows up at his house, says, um, can I get $10 for the cab? Um, this is your daughter, what? Whatever. She leaves him with the daughter, just like that. <laughs> so he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> so the whole story is about him um, trying to come to the United States to, like, um, reach to that girl and be like, "Hey, what's going on? Like, why are you just leave me with this girl or whatever?" Um, at the end, uh, throughout the movie, he ends up um, finding a job here in the United States as a stuntman. Um, gr- uh, you know, grows up with a little girl. She turns, I think, like six or seven, and then uh, the mom shows back in their life. Now she wants to be part of the family. Uh, tries to take the girl away from her, and then spoiler alert: uh, the best part of the movie was that um, throughout the whole movie, uh, they make it seem that Eugenio Valentin um, was actually, you know, diagnosed with something that was, you know, possibly going to die. Uh, Some type of like disease. Yeah, because they they again they it's insinuated. It's, it's not. Insinuated. I think it's a it's a tumor or something like that. Some type of tumor. Medical yeah, they started they started, like started they started saying that something grew or whatever something. And like they that. and they all the the only thing that you hear in the movie was that they say hey the treatment didn't work. Yeah, but that was it. But they don't they don't specify you know it was him or but at the end at the end of the movie you realize that it was actually the little girl that was actually uh, you know dying which is. Sad, but um, you when you analyze the whole movie back, you start to notice the little things that he was doing. You know, she wasn't going to school all the time. He had like a playhouse in the in their apartment. He would spoil her because he knew that he was just trying to make her live as much as she could. Um, you know, with the short amount of time that she had in this in this world. Um, fun fact about this movie dude, that it took twelve years to actually be made. What? Yeah. So Eugenio the Best had the idea of making the movie, but he wanted to make it a great script. Yeah. So he was writing, he was writing, he was writing. um, But he also wanted to get that right character, right, you know, theme, plot, you know. And um, here's another fun fact is that originally it was supposed to be a boy and not a little girl. Oh, okay. A week before filming was about to start, they still didn't have the, the, the little boy. And Twitter went off like on fire, or whatever. And they found the uh, the girl, the girl who is uh, Loreto Perlata. Peralta. Peralta, yeah. She plays Maggie. Um, yeah. She if you if you see the movie, you think like, oh, there's a white little girl that's gonna play a, a oh, Mexican, dude, it right? throws you off for it, a loop. But she's actually uh, from Mexico. 
So I was like, wait, what? <laughs> but I thought that was kind of cool that, you know, last minute, you know, details was like, damn, we need somebody. And they're like, well, this is cast for a little boy. And then all of a sudden, well, we found this little girl. Well, okay, that she's going to be in the movie. So she, yeah, she made her stardom off of a Twitter account or Twitter tweet. <laughs> so how would you, what would you rate this movie? Dude, honestly, it, it's going to be a five for me. It's, what? It's, a, it's a five dude it's, it's all a, right it's, I, I i don't know i think it's just because um you know you you see the story of like him like not having responsibilities not knowing what to do and then you know slowly like you know hey this is my my life now this is what i'm working for this is what i you know live for um it, it's it's a sad story for those of you who have not seen it, um, even now that I saw it again, it, uh, even though I know what's going to happen, I, you, I still I was like, why? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, I think it was a really well-written uh, story. And I think that's the reason why Hedden of the Rest waited 12 so years to make it. Because you wanted to get that perfect movie and, you know, made for it. So I get a five. So I got to give you props on this movie because it's been a while since I watched it. And I remember watching it um, with my with my dad. And here's the thing. I knew Eugenio Derbez as like a comedian, like his his bits and his like show um, Derbez en Cuando. Like he's always been like this com- uh, comedic person. Like he's always making people laugh and using like like double innuendos. Like he's just for me a comedic Spanish genius. That's what I think. And when I saw him um, in this film, it was a complete night and day like i saw him act and genuinely be someone different and i saw a different side of eugenio derbez and i kind of like i loved the way he was acting because it looked so natural it didn't look forced it didn't look like you know how sometimes when you see some actors they kind of force their way to be serious actors and it doesn't work out that way yeah for him it looked like a natural flow it, it was like a combination of like playful drama and then also at the same time like um kind of like that dark humor and then it ends up with like a tragedy and he did such a great job from the all those positions all those transitions and man it got me emotional i could truly say it definitely got me emotional you know it's funny that um when they were actually um starting to make the movie he was actually going through that situation where he was gonna be a father so he was like i'm leaving i'm leaving exactly what i had written on the script where now i'm actually gonna be a dad and I don't even know what to do, and I'm scared. And that's exactly why you probably see that in the movie where he's like, Ugh. "Yeah, like, you know, how do you hold the baby? Like, <laughs> how do you take care of a kid?" Yeah. And uh, so for me, uh, one of the things that kind of resonated with me the most as you're watching the film, you see how hard he's trying to be a father. He's bringing his daughter to the set, um, getting her uh, open into the field of like the acting industry, which is also pretty cool. Cause when you look, even though that's like kind of like the comedy part of the film, you also see kind of the back end of a, um, uh, of a stunt double and what he does, whether he did it or not. I actually love that part of it. But what, what got to me is like those little Kodak moments with his daughter. Like he would tell her a story or they're playing games together or, um, they're having fun cooking, like all those small little things kind of build up and, and you see that relationship and that like love that he has for his daughter. And it broke me at the end of the film, like at the end of the scene where he's with the, the woman that he was with and they're just like crying their eyes out knowing that she passed away. Like that's what got to me. So for me, 
I definitely want to say it's it's a high end movie. I got to give it like a four point five, almost even a five. It, that's hard to say, but I'll say you know what? Fuck it, I'll give it a five. It, it, I got to give this movie. I like this movie a lot, so it was a good choice, man. Sweet, no house. Uh, I'll give it a four just because um I like the the plot of the movie. I like the you could say the script, the way that the movie was, the story was going. I just didn't like that um it was. In a way, it's supposed to be like more of a serious movie, mm-hmm. but I get the whole um, throwing in the 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 Henry their best touch in there, the comedy part of the it, the comedy yeah. part of it. But I felt like at times it, it just got to a point where it was like a little too much, and it got kind of cringy to me. Mm. It was kind of like, all right, like this is too much. It gets to a point where it's uh, it's like uh, over the top. Elaborate. Yeah, exactly over the top, and I don't know that for me that that's what did it because uh, it is a it is a pretty good story. You know, the whole, uh, uh, more than I think uh, being a good dad, I think he wanted to just ha- uh, make the little girl enjoy life, whatever life she had left, you know? Right. Uh, whatever time she had left. Because uh, um, you were talking about it, Eli, about him being a good dad. But I think, well, yeah, it is part of being a good dad. But I think m- more than being a good dad, he just wanted the little girl to, you know. To be happy. To be happy at the end of the day. Uh, regardless, whatever, like whatever the situation, whatever cost, like yeah. whatever cost it was. So he you know? sacrificed his health because of the pretty whole, much like, yes. Uh, um, so. Being the stunt double, mm-hmm. he sacrificed the majority of his income so that way she lived comfortably, happily. Mm-hmm. And obviously, these are not the type of livelihood or like the style that most parents raise their kids. Yeah, you know. So he obviously went above and beyond for her. So you're right. Like he and sacrificed also the so fact much. the the fact that he had to kept like a, a a lie going about his mom. You know. Because mm-hmm. oh, it was yeah. it was a big part. I think that was a big part. That was the big part of the whole story. of the film, you know that. Uh, Where's my mom? Exactly that and she he, he created he, he this tra- story. Yeah, exactly. He she uh she he he kept creating this this imaginary person. Mm-hmm. I mean, which in reality existed, but the stories were just made up, right? Right. Uh, just so that the the girl was like was happy, right? Uh, but then he started kind of getting a little, in a way, sad because the girl eventually started kind of noticing things, you know. And she started picking, yeah, yeah. she got older, she started to mature. She and, started noticing and, and things. And kids start to notice these little niches, these little behaviors, and you see her um, kind of develop as she gets older to realize, like, wait, Dad, you're you're lying. And then, yeah, yeah you're, that's where, like, the, the drama comes in, and that's what I was telling you. Like, you're right. Like, for me, I, the reason why I think he's... Um, a good father figure in this his whole situation is because he's literally sacrificing everything he can for this little girl. No, yeah. and, and, and I'm not arguing yeah. that. I'm saying like more than I think the the movie uh, focusing on him being a good dad is just I think it focuses more on him uh, on the little girl having like him giving them giving everything her like that she wants. everything that she wants. Right. Basically, you know, because she's a spoiled little girl. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that's movie, she's a spoiled little that. brat. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, ninety percent of the movie was that, you know, like it was some serious, serious scenes, and then he would throw in like comedy here and there, and right. it was over the top, and then it just got serious at the end. So yeah. you know, but just because of that, I'll give it a four. You know, it's, it's not, it's a great movie. It's just a little over the top for me. I like the movie. Just um, the twist of the little girl sucked. Kind of hurt because I do have a little girl, so yeah. it she was spoiled. But yeah. my daughter's spoke, so I can't really say. <laughs> See, daddy's little girl. Um, but I mean, no. there was. I mean, there. I mean, he did it because you know, like. No, I get why he did it. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. But um, the girl not being his. That that 
That hurt. Yeah, that, that hurt, hurt me that a lot too. Really, like, yeah. You, uh, you did all this work and reached this shot, and you turned yeah, out to be. And she was, you know, if there was ever somebody to call a c word, that she. Too. Oh yeah. She coined that one right there. She was, yeah. She fucking sucked. Um, the movie was good. Uh, I hate that it made me watch this shit again. <laughs> um, it's just. It's it's a really good movie. Like you guys talked about most of the movie already, but yeah, yeah, it's it's a really good movie. Um, not a lot of people know about it. Yeah. Um, I saw billboards for it, but it was like in like East LA and like yeah, it was other, it was it was it was well, it was pointed only, towards Hispanic people. It was only showed in three hundred uh, yeah, movie but, theaters but, across but, the US. But even when it already came out and even when it was on like Netflix and stuff, it doesn't get like put on anything. The marketing wasn't there. The mar- yeah, There's yeah, no marketing yeah. for it at no, all. Because uh, I was I was you know I was watching some YouTube videos about it, and Eugenio Derbez mainly focused on like. The Hispanic reaching the Hispanic uh, yeah that audience. Was audience that was the main thing. That's why I, I guess you know, uh, like you could say Americans, you know, average your average American, yeah. they didn't really hear about it unless they had like a you know Mexican some, parents, some bro. Mexican parents <laughs> yeah. or like a Hispanic part of, of family lives, members, yeah, or, or they knew they, know, yeah. like Eugenio Derbez is a it's a household name in uh, in the in Mexicans like or even Latinos the majority yeah, they know I about. Think even though it was only like uh, shown on like three hundred movie theaters across the U.S., it was I think it was like top four on that on that uh, during that time during that time like yeah. it, it, that's the, how much money it made yeah but because of Eugenio Derbez because he's like you know like one of the greatest com- you could say comedians in Mexico Shaw Shaw yeah, Sha, Sha. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so I'm gonna give it a um, <laughs> a four. Okay. I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go as crazy as Eddie over here giving it a five, but hey. it's a good movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. It, hit, it hits everybody's, you know, in the feels differently. So it hit Eddie in the feels to him giving it a five. Eli gave it a four point five. So yeah, I'm giving it a a four. Yeah, I'll give it yeah. a four too. Anything else? Oh, uh, go ahead and talk about uh, next week's. Oh yeah, so uh, our next week is gonna be picked by Mister Pretty Rob himself. Uh, he said that he was uh, as far as like the game of the week. He wanted to do. Tomb Raider, the first one for the PlayStation, and the movie is Memento, and we can watch it on Tubi. Box titties, old school PlayStation uh, uh, yeah. Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider, there you go. box titties, <laughs> yeah, it's pointy titties. The pointy titties, there you go. He <laughs> said, "I'm wasn't too sure because even he put in our group text. He probably he goes, used to jerk says, off to it. He's like, or series or whatever box titles. <laughs> oh, so, it's, so Memento's on what? Uh, Memento is on Tubi." So that is the movie of the week next week and the game of the week next week. Sweet. 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 You are listening to the ROC. Don't you mean the return of the critics? Dude, that's the same thing. Why don't we just hey, like, hey, let's just start the episode already, please. Yeah. So the definition of fear and unpleasant emotion caused by... The belief that someone or something is dangerous. Fear can manifest into anything. And today the ROC will explore the fears in our own lives. So, um, um, I had a fear when I was a little kid of being homeless. Wow. Okay. Like that was my biggest fear of being homeless. Like even what's happening at home, all that kind of stuff. And how old were you? Dude, like from when I was like five until I was like thirteen, I was, and I was never homeless. But it was more of a point of like I always like I was like a fucking nasty. Like I wasn't afraid of the dark. I wasn't afraid of like other shit. It was like I, I was never afraid of getting beaten up or jump because my dad was beating me up. So when I went to school, somebody hit me wasn't a big fucking deal. I can get in a fight. Um, just being homeless like that 
like resonates to a point of like not knowing where your meal is going to come from, not knowing if you're going to have somewhere to sleep. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that go through that shit and it fucking sucks. And that's why it's just like, that was a nasty fear when I was a kid. Did you ever like see it or did it? Oh, I saw homeless people. Like, was it around you or you were? No, it wasn't around around me, around me, but it was more or less like I saw it a couple of times and then I saw it on TV and movies and shit. And then like when it started sinking in, there's people that like, it's not a choice to be homeless. It's like they can't get going. Like it's something happens, something happens. They lose this, they lose that. Someone gets sick, something happens and they're just, they're just fucking stuck. And then you're just left sitting there and then like, ugh. It's weird how, like, when you were bringing up the whole homeless situation, that's what I thought, too. But, like, um, when I was growing up with my parents, like, we grew up in the, you know, quotation mark church, whatever. And we did a lot of community service. So, like, what my dad did, he even recently, like, uh, example, there's a um, a community call or a church called Love Community. And what they do is they'll go to grocery stores and the food that they're going to throw away, they donated. They uh, cycle out all the bad food and they kind of put these boxes of food to, you know, for the for people who can't really hand afford or uh, can't really get the funds to buy, you could say, regular groceries. Right. So with that with that food, we would go to like um, bad neighborhoods. Uh, I remember La Jolla was one of them. We went through all these like bad um, neighborhoods and we would donate food. And around um, you, I think you remember we used to live in Buena Park, Beige. Um, there's these two, um, there used to be, uh, Ralph's on one side, Savon's on the other. Yeah. There's like a little gap in the middle where yeah. people walk in that little gap. There was two homeless men. And I remember one of them, his name is Kevin. And this guy was ex military. This guy was really smart. And this is weird. He was, he just preferred to live on the streets. He had his pension or not, not pension, but he had his, uh, uh military like retirement. Mm. So he had his money. And we would, I remember there were a couple of times my brother and I, we would try to give him clothing and he's like, why the fuck are you giving me this shit? I was like, well, uh, you're homeless, man. I don't know if you have time for clothing. What do I give of this shit? And then he would grab like a bottle of alcohol and drink. He just basically drink himself to fucking sleep. So in those situations, I mean, I feel like, like you were saying earlier, it's different experiences. I grew up knowing that people wanted to be poor Mm -hmm. and then there are other people who are in bad situations and one thing after another leads them to be in this position and they can't get out and they're just unfortunately stuck and the ones that i grew up with was like people like kevin who were very smart had their degrees had pensions had retirement had uh military uh income but they preferred to live on the streets and their justification as they were younger i tried now that i'm older i kind of get it but he said why am i going to pay somebody else to be in a house why am I going to waste my time to pay for rent when it's not even my home? And then he started going on to this rant and I'm like, all right, I can see your point, but like drinking yourself into a, like a belligerent, like a, a a complete idiot to the point where you knock out. It's like, fuck dude, you have no money for food, but you got, you're getting yourself. No, but some dudes that are ex military like that, either have PTSD or or you have something that's happened to you in life. It's better to do that than to worry about shit. Yeah. So there's obviously, I think there's more to it than just what he showed with us. Yeah. But because he kept it, but yeah. So so mine was being homeless. Because therapies don't work on some people. So they have to submerge on alcohol or drugs or something else. Yeah. Well, gambling or Eli, Eddie, whatever, whichever one. Well, I was going to say that it's funny how you brought that up because I had actually blocked that out of my head. What? It was the same thing. That was one of my fears when I was uh, being homeless. Yeah. Okay. Of not having uh, food. Oh, okay. Um. And 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 I'll tell you why. It was two two things that triggered uh that when I was a kid. Um. So one of them was uh 
Um, I used to go to uh, karate classes, obviously. You're going to make fun of that, right? <laughs> Cobra Kai! <laughs> <clears throat> but um, <laughs> there was always this uh, homeless guy that would uh, hang out by that Circle, game, uh, circle K next to the uh, karate place. Uh-huh. And I would always see him, but I would be like, you know, I, I would always kind of like uh, try to avoid walking where he was at just because I didn't want to deal with it. Right. And then one day... Um, I went to Circle K to get like a bottle of water or whatever, and I got like 30 cents back or whatever. And my uncle was like, oh, why don't you just give it to the to the guy, you know, the homeless guy. And I literally gave him the, 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 the change, and like I started crying. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, what the fuck? My uncle was like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, no thing that I got hit, and I, it fucking hurts. And you know, I tried, made up a story, but deep down I was like, I don't, I don't like seeing people like this. Yeah. Like I felt you have helpless. Empathy. You have empathy for other people too. Yeah, you know, like was, you feel what they're going through. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, why is this happening to him? Like, you know, like um, what's his story? Why is he in this position? Yeah. Why can't he um, be out and about or have a home? Yeah, yeah. Since, since I was a little kid, I never. I don't know if there's something wrong with me, but I, but I never gave a fuck about that. And I'm, I'm I'm I'll tell you guys all the time. I'm my own worst enemy. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I get to a point I don't give a fuck about shit, and I'm just like, all right, cool. Yeah, it bothered me too when I was a kid, dude. Like, it it, but that's my point. It didn't bother me. What it bothered me was the point of like, I could get to that point, or, or that could be me, and, and then I don't want to have to deal with that. And then it got into a fear, and it was like creeping into me every day, and all that kind of shit is just like. And then it just hit you like as a fear more than anything. Yeah, yeah. As I got older, it it, it kind of toned it down because other shit crept in, and other shit as you get older, it got you realize really, other stuff. Yeah. yeah, right. The other thing that got me like that was um. I mean, you can laugh. I don't give a fuck anymore. But um, I was watching a, a what's it called um, the Mickey Mouse, uh, the Scrooge, uh, the Scrooge oh, movie. Oh, uh, uh, yes, yes, yes. Carol, yes. the Carol, the Christmas, yeah, Christmas Carol, Carol. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Christmas. Where Carol. you know, the little Mickey, whatever, is uh, you know, on a on a wooden, you know, oh, little Timmy or Tiny Tim, the, yeah, Tiny Tim, and, yeah. And, uh, you know, the family's there. He's making them work, and they, he gets home, and all they have is just one piece of chicken. For the whole family, and I think he's slicing a pea like in five. Yeah, pieces. yeah, yeah. And dude, even right now, I'm getting the chills because <laughs> of this, dude. Yeah, no, I get it. It's just, it's just because I was like, he's working so hard for his family, and he has nothing still. He has nothing. Yeah, yeah. That happens. It's not bad. It's just it, it's there. It's just there's like, like, certain shit that hits you that it's just weird. <laughs> See right now. Dude. Yeah, I get it. Don't look at me, <laughs> uh, Eli. So, um, I grew up with like. People can believe this or not, but April, my brother Ruben, uh, I think my parents, uh, I have cousins. I don't know if Beige, if you experienced it, but we have people in our lives that what I'm about to share, this is not made up. This is not fantasy. We weren't on drugs at the time. We weren't drinking at the time. It was just some fucking fucked up shit. Um, When I was growing up, I was terrified. And I'm talking about like I would not go to the restroom. I'd piss my bed. Like I was freaked out shitless um, of ghosts and demons and all that stuff. So when you guys are watching movies like um, The Conjuring, uh, Exorcist, and all of those movies, I don't even think of it as entertainment or like a scary movie. I literally see it as like documentary. Like this shit's for real. So you're talking about more like a, like a paranormal? Like paranormal activity. Okay. So when when... We were younger. Um, I'll share. I have plenty of stories about this. So one of the stories that I have was that, um, Beige, you remember the apartments in Buena Park. So um, 
my sister at the time uh, had her own bedroom and my dad converted the garage into a room for my brother and myself. So my sister had her own room, her own stuff because she was older. So my brother and I had the only thing that we ever shared with my sister was a bathroom. Uh, this one day we are all at the pool. There's like this uh, a big event barbecue. I think it's like some type of like summer event. And I'm also weird as a kid. I didn't want to use the restroom over there. So I ran all the way to the, my apartment to use the restroom. Now this is where it gets creepy. I went up, I opened up the door and, and my house, it feels really cold, but we didn't have the AC on. I didn't think anything of it. So I go into my sister's room and then I look in the mirror and there's like this beautiful woman in a white gown. And I start freaking out. I was like, wait, what the fuck? Is this a prank? I look behind me. Nobody's there. I look in my, like the closets that are there. Nobody's hiding. And as I look in the mirror, you start getting closer. And this beautiful woman starts getting uglier and uglier. And her body, her face starts to deteriorate. And you see like this cringy, ugly woman. And I ended up trying to run to the restroom. And when I was washing my hands, I put my face down. But obviously I'm a little kid. I'm curious. I look up. This fucking ghost or whatever comes out of the mirror, looks like it was grabbing me, and I turn fucking pale, and I run out of the house, and I try to tell my mom what happened. He's like, no, Miku, it's just your imagination. You're playing those scary video games. Like, fuck no, it's not It's not me. So my mom would and my dad would kind of like shrug it off like it's nothing. A couple like nights later from that event, my brother and my sister said that they saw the exact same shit. Candyman, Candyman. So fuck. <laughs> I would see, like, growing up, I would see some real fucked up shit. That was one of the things that I saw. Another one, another story that I have about this whole situation was like, April had like a sleepover with her girlfriends. They were uh, in the living room. My brother and I in the, in the garage, like you know, playing video games or whatever. And uh, my brother and I obviously want to be Metiche and we want to get involved in like April and her friends and. What happens is like April starts screaming, starts freaking out and start and wakes up my dad. My brother and I hear her, hear her screaming. We go into the living room and we see like this fucking fat, ugly rat with red eyes just scurrying around. And then my dad turns on the light and that shit disappears. The fuck? Yeah, dude. So, you know, growing up, I saw some fucked up shit. Like uh, my brother saw some weird things. My sister saw some weird things. Um, April tells a story. I, I don't remember personally seeing this from April, but I do remember seeing what she saw. So there was this being that I saw was in like a cloak. Um, uh, you know, the cloak that, you know, that's why I can explain like the Grim Reaper cloak, something like that. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I see a being like that, but when you look inside, it's completely pale, red eyes, beaming red eyes. And when they're walking, it doesn't even look like they're walking. It looks like they're gliding. Okay. Yeah. So, I saw that and I hid under my blanket and I made, I was like over here praying. I'm like, no, think of this Ninja Turtles, Batman. <laughs> I'm over here Ninja thinking, Turtles. I was like, I'm over here thinking the shit to not like, like not be scared. And April shared the story with us that that same being, it wasn't just one, there was four of them and it they were trying to grab April and she was lifted up. And as soon as she wakes up, boom, she hits the bed and wakes up. So, uh, that's, that's like one of the things that, that like scared the shit out of me. And then also, um, I'm probably going to butcher this word. You know what they're called? Like porcelain dolls or whatever. Like those really, the collector's items dolls. What, like when you stand them up or sit them up, their eyes, their eyes go open. Up and, down, yeah. and then when you lay them on their back, they close. Yeah. Okay. My sister had these fucking, uh, American tail, 
uh, collector's item dolls. And uh, before we moved to Buena Park, there is a, a place in Placentia. I think it, the, the name of the apartment is called Via Tierra. So my brother and I are downstairs uh, of like our little apartment. We're playing downstairs and we we go upstairs to go to bed. And my sister's doll is like right in front of the door. And my brother and I like, did you move it? No. And we thought it was my sister's like, hey, but did you move it? No. Why is it there? So we put it back in my sister's little fucking cupboard of, of dolls. And then my brother and I go to sleep. So my brother at the, at the time, my brother and I shared a bed. And then my sister had her single bed. In the middle of the night, my brother uh, wakes me up. And he's like, Eli, I need to use the restroom. Can you come with me? He's like, Fuck, no, you can go. You'll be fine. <laughs> and he's like, Eli, it's out again. I was like, what do you mean it's out again? And I peek over the bed. And the doll is right there in the doorway looking at us. So we cover ourselves and we're counts like, hey, let's count to three. It's pro- it's not there. It's our imagination. We move the covers again and that shit is on our bed. Holy crap. <laughs> so my brother and I like freak out. I run with him to the bathroom to the point where like um, he's in the bathroom. He pisses and I'm like my back is towards him holding to the door like what the hell just happened. I'm freaking out and I go to my dad's room. I'm like, dad, I can't go to sleep. He's like, go to sleep. I wake up April. I was like, April, stop joking. It's not funny. She's like, I didn't move the dolls. You know, these are little kids. Like, who, who thinks about having these pranks? Yeah. So these are the types of shit that I, that I grew up with my brother and my sister. And uh, there's all these other dumb shit. But for me, like, as a kid, the paranormal activity, all of that stuff, that's still to this day, like, it gets under my skin. Because I don't think it's, it's a joke. I don't think it's uh, just a movie entertainment or people's imagination. I truly believe that there is such thing as ghosts, paranormal activity, uh, witches, uh, goblins, demons, all of that stuff. I believe in that 100% because of what I've seen and what I experienced and like the stories that people have gone through. Like, you know, there's so, so many uh, confirmations and like uh, validation and all this stuff across the globe that people have had some type of like paranormal activity. Damn, dude, that's kind of freaky. <laughs> so, uh, for me, I see fear like that's as, as two parts being two parts, like the actual innate feeling of being terrified and fearful of something. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a natural emotion. And then uh, the other part of it, which is like you could say phobias and ir- or slash irrational fears. Uh-huh. Cause I have a lot of phobias. Like uh, I suffer from hemophobia, which is the, you know, I, I get anxious, like a, an excessive uh, sensation of anxiety, like when it comes to blood, like you know, like, mm, you see blood, it just yeah, like snakes. Uh, I I'm a, I have a phobia of, of heights. Have you ever fainted from like seeing blood? Like yeah, like and and for me, I I, I can con- I, I can definitely connect my phobias back to like specific events in my life. Mm-hmm. For example, snakes. I was never afraid of snakes uh, when I was little. But I was living in Mexico, and uh, we were out of my grandma's house, which lives, uh, which she lives a couple blocks away from us. Mm-hmm. And my mom forgot something. There was a party going on at, at grandma's, so, and she sent me back to the house to get it. I can't remember what it is, but um, I basically went in through the through the. Um, uh, through the through the windows, usually in Mexico. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah. know, it's the norm to like for kids to jump through the windows. Uh, to get into the house, and I was as 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 I was walking out, I saw like this little ribbon 
on the corner of the floor and the wall, like you know, on the little edge. Mm, okay. I thought what I thought it was like a shoelace, and I tried to pick it up, and that fucking thing started moving, bro. Oh. <laughs> and I was a little, I I freaked the fuck out, and I just ran straight to my grandma's house. So. Do you do you remember like when you picked it up vividly? Was it, yeah, yeah. Was it was like hissing no, or rattling? No, it was, or anything? No, 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 it, it, was, was, it was just like a water snake. Like it was oh, a okay, water okay. snake. Okay. It was like, tiny, yeah. yeah. But you know, it's like it. it I think I developed uh, a phobia from there, right? Yeah. Uh, my fear for bl- from blood is uh, I can't remember exactly that one, but it's been like that with everything pretty much. Heights. Yeah, yeah. I used to be uh, I used to like climb tre- trees. Yeah. Back in Mexico, but now I'm afraid of heights. Like I'm afraid of climbing the fucking. So you like you want to ride like roller so, coasters because uh, there was one time that I almost fell from a tree. I actually have scratches here in my stomach. Yeah. A branch broke and like a little leaf started going down the tree. I was hugging it. And so I just happened to like you know my leg happened to get stuck in a in a branch. But oh I was, shit! But so see, I could connect my phobias to certain events. Yeah. So like that. But I think fear for me, for for me, a fear that I have is like something that scares me and terrifies me. It's like not living to my full potential. Like when I'm close to dying. Like asking myself when 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 I'm about to die. Mm. I don't want to be one of those people that. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. Yes, that say, oh, I wish I could, I could have done that, or I wish I could have done that this differently. That's what terrifies me. Like I wanna live. That's the. That's why I am the way I am. You know, I do the shit that I do because I don't wanna ever, you know, be in a bed close to death and be like, I wish I could have done shit differently. That shit mm. terrifies me. Yeah, that's gonna happen regardless, though. Yeah, like because there's always gonna be like it's this girl, this girl, and let's say no, 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 I'm not talking about like people and shit. I'm yeah, you're talking about stuff in your life, in my life, like stuff yeah, that's like past. In yeah, but there's, yeah, but there's yeah. always an avenue. So let's say you did the salsa thing, right? Yeah, and you were you traveled and all that kind of shit. Yeah, how do you know if you would have stayed where you were, something better wouldn't have come along? What do you mean? It's like what if you would have stayed in the dancing scene, right? And what if you were able to compete, uh, you know, across the globe, or maybe you got a contract in in, in directing, like. Uh, oh, but see, the thing, I think uh, the way that I'm t- I'm talking about it is, well, you know, talking about when the opportunities you, yeah, do come yeah, up, yeah. you yeah. take them. I take okay, them. Exactly. That makes sense. See, I take them. That's what I'm talking about. Like not regretting, not taking opportunities. That's what I'm talking got about. You. you know, okay. where where you basically like, uh, not even of old age of of uh, of just or, like overall or of medical condition. No, just basically being like you know, so close to com- death. Something comes, yeah, like your being door. in an accident. You know, like being in an accident and basically, you know, seeing my life flash before basic, your eyes, flash flash before my eyes, and being like. Shit, I, I wish I could have. I, I would have done this, you know. Okay, okay. Like that's what I'm afraid of. Like I, like you don't know, you don't know. But I think the way I am right now, I don't think I'll regret anything because I've even told my mom, like I'm, I'm fucking crazy. I'm fucking crazy. I'll do anything. I'll try anything. <laughs> like I told you, I'm afraid of heights. Like mm-hmm. I'm afraid of heights. But I've gone skydive like skydiving like four times already. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So I was gonna so say the same thing. Cause I, like, I have I, I have petted snakes. Like I have actually grabbed snakes, and I'm. I'm super anxious when, like, you know, you get like the the, the yeah, shakes. like the yeah, shakes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I've milk. gone, I've gone and gotten blood drawn for me and shit. Like, you know, so I, I you could say I can counter my 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 phobias or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, like that, I, I I'm afraid of like you know being one of those people. Like, man, I wish I could have, I wish I had more time in a way. You know? Yeah, or I wish it could have been different, or I wish I had a second chance. Got it. Okay, that's what I'm afraid of. You know. So I was gonna ask you because uh, you said you did uh, skydiving like four times, whatever. Yeah, you still feel the same way though, even when I ride a roller coaster. I, I fucking love going to Six Flags, 
But the the first part of the roller coaster, which is going up, fucking terrifies me. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. dude. And that, they, they, click, do click, that, click, and they do that on purpose. But and I'm not talking about like 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 I said, fear, fear. It's just like I get anxious. It's like it's like this. Your heart's racing. Yeah, my heart's sweat. racing. Yeah, I get exactly. It's it's different. You know. It's, no, and, and the reason I ask you is because I have the same thing. Like for me, I used to do that where I was like, fuck it, I'll go on anything, dude. I don't care. You know, but. I don't know. It's been about like maybe five, six years now that I have that like fear that I'm going to like, I'm going to die falling somehow. Oh, yeah. Because everybody has that dream, bro. Off a curb. But no. So um, and I think it's because I also um, suffer from um, what's it called? Um, um, Schizophrenia? <laughs> no way! Um, oh my god! But can you connect your your, you connect your phobia? Because I call them phobias for me. I don't think that because for me, phobia is something that uh, it's like a, a sensation of anxiety to like a, jo- a, a an object or something that it's not necessarily going to cause any harm to you. Yeah. But you create your idea, that idea in your mind that you know it could potentially be harmful to you, or but oh, in reality, it's not vertical. Very yes, go. Like that. Very yeah, exactly. Okay. So I I can't pinpoint what why. Okay. So uh, in 2017, I bought like a last minute ticket to go see the Dodgers at the World Series. Mm-hmm. Right. I was like, fuck it. I was just gonna see wherever it's at. Right. I ended up getting uh, row eight, seat one. Right. It was literally right at the at the top part, right where you're hanging off from the from the stadium. Oh yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Oh okay, yeah. So I told the I told the guy, hey, where's my seat? He goes, dude, you got a great seat. Like, oh yeah, you know, sit down here. I'm like, sweet, I got a good view. You know, nobody's gonna be in front of me. Like I perfect view, right? I lasted two innings, dude. Jesus. Because the whole time I felt I was gonna fall down and die. Damn. And and I I was holding on to the rail the whole time. I was like trying to con- like watching the game, but I was like holding on to the damn rail. Somebody was walking by and they're like, "Oh, excuse me, can I get through?" I was like, "Yeah." I literally would hold one hand, let go, let him go past in front of me, let go of that hand, and then grab the other hand to hold on to the rail again because oh, I was just that paranoid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ended up getting up and and I just started watching the game from like the where they sell like the the contentious hand. I just started no. watching the game from there because I was just like I, I I couldn't like I literally felt like I was gonna fall off. You know what? I felt that only once, and it was rare because it usually never happens to me. Like getting vertigo, uh-huh. it never happens to me. But it was at a baseball game too. Uh, we were at a at, like you said, you were like right there on the top sections, but like on the front fucking right, row. Right, yeah, oh, yeah. Like in the Angel Stadium, I had to get up for a little bit, just like real quick, turn around, and then I just got back to my seat and it just went away. Yeah, no, I, I, I couldn't do it. Even um, when we went to the, the Ducks game. Yeah. And, well, you know, the, the Honda Center, when you're up on the, the top ones, like the 400s, they're really steep because obviously, you know, you're, yeah. you're trying and to give you a good view. the steps are really view. small. You're like, yeah. You literally have to almost climb up the stairs. Yeah, so they're trying to give you like a good view, you know, even though you're still high. But, you know, I feel like I'm so inclined that I'm basically sitting down leaning forward like about to fall off like you need to go skydiving so you could get over no, the bro I, I can tell you I this never would do that. okay i i did skydiving too and same oh, thing no. so this is what happened the day before everybody in our group was they're getting the nerves the sweats and i was like yeah you guys are fine stop being little bitches this and this and that i'm talking all this shit bro i'm literally talking the most shit ever the day of i wake up and I'm already anxious. So 
by the time we actually get to the location for us to drop, my face is pale. I have a little bit of a shake. We bought a, a shirt, uh, like a long sleeve shirt, because I was already uh, getting cold because of the, the, the shiver. Mm-hmm. And, and here's the worst part. The wor- Well, it's hilarious, but it's the worst part for me. Uh, the guy who was going to be my instructor, who I was going to be jumping off a plane with, he starts cracking these fucking jokes. He's like, all right, Eli, if and when we are, for whatever reason, if we get disconnected up there, meet me down here. <laughs> and I was like, you son of a bitch. So everybody's laughing. They hear all these fucking jokes, and they just see my face kind of like sink into my fucking shirt. And Eli, what's wrong? Why are you scared, bro? I'm like, I ain't scared. I'm, I'm all right. So I'm all, and by the time I get to the top, I'm like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. And the worst part, I'm like the second person in line to go. So uh, I'm like, I don't want to do it. I don't do it. I was like, I'm sorry, man. No we're refunds. Here. We're no, no refunds. We're already here. So then we, we we jump off the plane and all of a sudden I was like, oh shit. I close my eyes for like two seconds and I finally open it up. I'm like, oh, shit. I start like I, I hold on to like the um You were fucking hyperventilating. I was hyperventilating, I was nervous, and then the guy uh uh, told me, hey, relax, breathe, because I'm holding on to like dear life. There's like a little um, harness, like harness that I hold on to. Dude, you saw my hands were turning white. How hard I was gripping this shit for my dear life. Pussy. So uh, finally, I, I I opened up my eyes, I relaxed. The shoot went out, and he's like, all right, I need you to stretch out your arms for two seconds. Relax, let the blood flow back in your hands. <laughs> <laughs> so after that happened, I was like, okay, I was fine, and I started like. My my the color of my skin came back to me and I realized yo this is fucking cool right so that whole shit happened to me on the way up there but ask me if I do it again fuck yeah I do it again no. and, also and see I remember now why I'm afraid of blood you see this scar in, the, in my forehead yeah that's yeah. why I'm afraid of blood oh because it was just draining out it was, it yeah. was coming it out was of your head oh it was gushy now face, yeah. I didn't Bro, do that. like the first time you get shot it it kind of fucks with you. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> first time you get sorry. shot, you get shot, and it's like you don't believe you got because the first incident of getting shot, yeah. it just feels like somebody knocks the wind out of you. It's like a sh- it's like a shock. You're you're in D- shock. Yeah. Well, no, it just feels like somebody just like, like jolted you a little bit, uh-huh. and then you don't. Sometimes you don't know where it came from. It's like when somebody comes. Yeah, right like, behind when you, you, when, like when you like fall when you fall real real hard and like the, the, yeah, the air, yeah, like air comes out of you, but you could yeah. have been shot in the arm, uh-huh. in the leg no, or in the stomach. Yeah, I think I, I I can I haven't gotten shot before, yeah. but obviously I've gotten shot still here. But yeah. I, I, I snowboard enough. I've snowboarded enough where like I yeah you get hit you ate, eat I've, shit yeah I've ate shit like hard enough where like, I'm like I've <gasps> yeah. stayed in the ground for like two minutes straight just you know Dude, like, I'm gonna get up eventually. yeah like oh, yeah just in so, pain. So when I was so moving forward on like me so like sixteen to like twenty I was like one of my fears mm-hmm. was it was two things it was suicide and it was quicksand. Quick, uh, quick, Hold on. not literal quicksand, okay. but why life quicksand? Yeah, I know because when you're sitting there and just shit goes like one thing goes bad in your life, right? Uh-huh. Then another thing goes bad in your life, Murphy's law, uh-huh. and then another thing goes bad in your life, and it just feels like you're sinking. And it's just like no matter what you can do, it could be bills, it could be school, it could be a girl, your wife, your whatever. It's just it feels like everything's piling on top of you, and you're trying to like stay above, and you're just sinking and sinking. And sinking. And it doesn't matter what you do. Like, tomorrow could be a great day. But guess what? The day after that seems shitty. 
But wouldn't it's you say hard, it's, it's a, all, like, like you wouldn't slowly, say right? it's like psychological more than no? Because I think once it starts happening, everything it, emotional. You, you, it could be emotional, but I think it just keeps happening because bad snowball. It's yeah, snowball. it's a snowball effect of like bad shit happening. But it's like, do you like, feel like that that was like an escalation to like a potential like a panic attack? Like where all those no, emotions come into all no. that? For me, I used to like as it's an old movie, but it's called The Replacements with Keanu Reeves. Oh, okay, yeah. and he talks about having. Quick, quicksand on a football field, mm-hmm. and it's just like us playing, you know, fantasy or whatever. One player goes down, then another player goes down, or in a football game when like one bad thing's happen, you throw an interception, then you get sacked, then you fumble, then you're down by twenty points, then you get hurt again, or then you get yeah, hit again. Yeah. The ball comes out, you throw another interception. It's just one thing after another keeps happening, keeps happening. It's like you're you're not willing it to happen but it's fucking happening and mm-hmm. sometimes we don't pull yourself out of that, si- that situation it's like it just continues and that's it, what you mean by like no, the no. quicksand like you yeah. just start yeah you start sinking in it okay. and you can't get out of it you're just stuck all slowly right slowly it's, it, and that's the worst part why can't it be called slow sand I don't know that's, that's, a, <laughs> I don't know, that's weird that's, that's a good question though. but like you're sitting there and you're watching everything else go by you yeah. So you're watching other people have fun. You're watching other people laugh. You're watching other people enjoy themselves. Couples like you know having fun. Other people having family time. And oh, you mean like, sitting a, there. like like in a like in the movies, right? When they do like a slow motion where somebody's walking. I get what you're saying. Kinda, but yeah. I, I, get, I get what you're saying, but that's I, I go back to the same thing. Don't you think that's like a mental state that you're in? That it, you think that I don't that, think it's a complete mental because, state because that you, that you think that just you no. just you just in a negative headspace that you think like everything that happens is no because you gotta look at it you yeah, gotta look at this associated like, with like negativity like right away let's say you you go outside right now right and one of your tires on a flat mm-hmm. and then you go to call AAA right mm-hmm. let's say you've lost your phone and then you're like fuck I gotta go to the gas station let's say you can't find your wallet okay and let's say someone helps you out and you start driving and you run out of gas and then let's say as you get home, you someone or you get, you get someone else's phone to help use the phone. Let's say your girlfriend calls you and break, break, breaks up with you. Okay. Let's say the next day you lose your job. That's okay. not a mental thing. That's shit that's happening. I understand the mental aspect of stuff when you're just like, okay, well, today didn't go right. But you start pointing out little shit like, all right, well, my sandwich wasn't good. Or, you know, my girl didn't talk to me a certain way. Or uh, my buddy didn't text me. Or my guy didn't call him. You know what I mean? Like that kind of shit. That's mental shit where you start picking little things out. And uh, you're like, all right, this didn't happen. This didn't happen. This didn't happen. But in the grand scheme of things, that shit happens every day. It's just you're in that negative mind space to where exactly, everything is negative. Saying. It's the way that you look at it. Yeah, no, but it is the way you look at it. But if all that shit happened to you, would you would you take that as a as a mental thing or that's actually happening to you? A both. At you think that's time. both? Yeah, because how find happy in that? Huh? Find happy in that? Oh, I'm not gonna say you're happy, but you have to be optimistic about things. You you, you can no no you can be optimistic when you're in quicksand. But that shit's fucking hard as hell. No, but dude. you can be optimistic when you're in quicksand. You can be optimistic while you're sitting there and shit's going on around you, and you can be like, all right, well maybe tomorrow's a better day. But right now, it I just mean, feels like everything's a, on. Not too long ago, a couple of years ago, like let's say I, I broke up with the one a girl a girl that was like I was dating, like my work permit expired within a month. And then I lost my job. Yeah, it's bad and shit. Then, yeah, but yeah. I didn't take it as like, oh my god. You know, no, 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 no. I, I but like, you're hey, you're not going to that to that to that, that deep then, side. 
But in that moment, I'm pretty sure there was times in those moments where you were sitting there, you're like, "Fuck, what else?" Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's exactly. what I mean. It's like, not you're not overbearing. My, my work, my work permit got lost in the mail for like another six fucking months. Yeah, so it's not a point of like you're sitting there, and you're just like, "Oh well, uh, it's never going to happen." That's what I'm saying. You keep a cool. You keep a yeah, a, but you got to cool understand, mind. like, there's only like maybe two percent of people that that can do that. Yeah, it's not an easy oh. thing, bro. It's not even like a huge percentage of people that can actually do that. Because that's why you have people that have road, road rage. That's why you have Karens and oh. Kins in the world. That's why you have people that beat their kids or, you know, uh, kill their spouses or, or serial killers. Because only 2% of people, when shit happens, can keep a calm, level head. And like Bob. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck in, is Bob? In, in the drop, you weren't here. In the drop uh, for the movie, Bob, whatever was happening. Didn't matter if gangsters came in, if the girl was doing something or something was happening. From he was calm, calm and cool. Collective. It's the, it's a very low percentage of people that can stay calm and cool. A lot of people say, "Oh, I'm calm and cool all the time." Until you, it's like that quote I said: "Everyone's fucking solid, but so is ice until you put some heat on it." Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Everyone, it, it gets to a point where everyone says they're calm and cool until something happens. There's that then, one thing that's gonna trigger you, and you're everybody like, has that one thing that, that and, tr- tr- and triggers. To them. go with what you were kind of saying, man, house. I, I, uh, at first, I, I kind of agreed with you. Um, Prior to what happened in my personal life, that um, you know, I was in a, in a group therapy, right? Mm-hmm. And we were obviously there for a reason, right? But said so you say we though. That's the thing, because it was a group. No, no, no. It's not a we thing. It's a it's a me thing. It's a you thing. Hold on. They asked the guy like, "Okay, how's your day going? Fine, everything's great. Okay, you don't want to talk anything like because we all have shit that goes through our." our daily lives right if it's work if it's our personal life it's a family something you know mm-hmm. this guy would never admit to anything he said his life was perfect yet he was there in that group but he would never say why so for me i was like okay so you're here you mean he's in denial yeah but you're telling me that your life is perfect you don't have any problems you don't have any bills you don't have any you don't have anything wrong with your life your your life is perfect yet you're still in this group here saying that everything's fine i know what you're saying but why focus on him oh my god like <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to explain what what Beige was saying that there's only certain people that see things that are everything's fine no matter what i can break my leg oh my arm just fucking got shot Oh, they kidnapped my daughter. Whatever. Oh, everything's great. Yeah, I got a buddy Kevin who's like that at work. Like oh. he's everything that happens to him. Really? He's just like ah, uh, you know, everything will be good tomorrow. Or it's not that big of a deal. And oh. like he might be faking, he might be lying, but from what I see, that's how it is. And then my second part was suicide because my dad killed himself and my uncle killed himself. When I was fifteen, I walked in and my uncle had hung, hung himself. Shit. So my my dad was was a twin. So initially seeing that was just like. Like that was my dad, but you know. Wait, who saw it? I did. Oh, I walked into the house and he was hanging from the thing. Oh, I thought you said somebody else. No, no, he was hanging. So my dad was a twin. So my dad killed himself too. Also, oh, both of them. Did. Both of them killed themselves. Yeah, so them. as I was growing up, like I had depression from stuff happening, and you know, it's like I tell everybody, like when you have depression, it's like having, it's like having somebody. Like a, a reaper, like on your shoulder, and he tries to pull you down every day, and you gotta do your best to shrug that motherfucker off. Mm-hmm. It, that's why I say, like, when bad that you sporadically. Yeah. So with me, it's worse just because all the shit that's happened to me in my life is just more or less like my dad when I was a kid beating me, and then like getting older, and you know, 
doing other shit when I was a police officer and then, you know, my other job getting fucking shot a bunch of times or stabbed, my ex wife doing what she did, other people doing foul shit like uh uh my ex is telling me that I had a kid and then lying about that the kid wasn't mine. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? After like a year and a half. So wow. like that kind of shit when it gets to a point where like it, like I told them before we even started, like sometimes I'm my own worst enemy. Yeah. Like I'll put shit on people and I'll just be like, you know what? You should be doing this because you shouldn't because whatever. And I'll be like, fuck it. Because when I was younger, it was more or less like, I know how I'm going to die. I'm going to eat my gun. Mm. I tried once. Unsuccessful, though. Obviously, I'm sitting here. But I burned the shit out of my mouth because there's a misfire. Mm. It just, the chamber got locked or some shit and got jammed. But yeah, that's my point. Like, I always thought I was going to die by suicide because it was, you know, I'm like, okay, my uncle killed himself. My dad killed himself. And they didn't go through half the shit I went through. So I'm just like, if it, it was that hard and then when shit happens to you, you kind of quantify it to a point where it's like everything's magnified to a higher degree. Mm-hmm. Some happens, and you're like, fuck. Well, then why don't I need to be alive? It's easier if I'm not here. Yep. So that was my fear. Like in my teens and like my early twenties and shit, couldn't play football anymore because I got hurt. So I was just like, man, wish I got nothing left. Then didn't want to be a police officer anymore. Then I had a thought process, and then when I got divorced, I didn't like her. Mm-hmm. But it's like when you give somebody like so much. No, not even so much. It's like the worst thing you can do to some, some somebody that doesn't deserve it is give somebody your soul because then you're empty. Mm-hmm. So when that person doesn't love you back or doesn't give you what you want. Not what you want, but just give you back like love or admiration or, you know, just the basics of, you know, a relationship. It leaves you empty. There's like this phrase in Spanish and you guys um, might know it or heard it. I'm butchering it. I'm just letting y'all know. Um, es más poder el costumbre que el amor. Something like that. Right. So the way that this, this phrase means in Spanish is that like it's when you're with somebody you don't necessarily miss them. It's the habits. You're 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 missing the habits. It's not really love. It's not it's not. Um, you're accustomed. To you're it. you're accustomed to living a certain life. So is that what you mean? Like it, it was like the what you were like accustomed to her having her around. Is that what you mean? Or no, when you give somebody your soul, it's more or less you put everything into it. Right. It's just like a relationship is supposed to be a hundred a hundred, not fifty fifty. But if one person puts a hundred, another person puts like five. Uh-huh. You lose yourself. You you sit there, you try to wonder, okay, well, what am I going to do tomorrow? She could be the worst, or he could be the worst fucking person in the world. In the world. And they could be sitting there like, all right, I miss that person because at a certain point, I gave this person so much of myself that now I don't know where I'm going with it. I, I don't know what I'm supposed to do tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know, that person didn't help me do anything, but, you know, I don't know what I'm supposed to do tomorrow without that person being in my life. And you get lost to a point where you're like sitting there and you start contemplating shit. And like I said, everything culminated and piled up at one point And that's what I did. So that's that. So that was my fear, like in a good part of my, you know, you know, teens and then like my early twenties. And I'll round it out with like, with my, with like my fear now, it's just more or less like shit right now. If something right now doesn't work in my life, cause I gave up so fucking much. And if it and if it for some reason doesn't work or things don't go the way it's supposed to go or don't go down the way it's supposed to go down or whatever, then where am I at? Like uh like that video game that you're like 
should I choose that way? <laughs> yeah. Like, what's yeah. going to happen? Yeah. And I was like, if I would have gone that way. What would yeah. There's, there's always a point of like, okay, well, I could have yeah. done that when it kinda comes like, to people. Kind of like what I was saying. In a way. Yeah, but it's worse when it comes to people. No. Because there's like, you know, you don't know what someone else's intentions are. A girl could tell you up and down every single day, you know, six days out of seven. Like, I love you. I care about you. We got this. Everything's great. And everything is gravy. And then cheat on you. Yeah. Or, you know, when things aren't going great, leave you. It, it, it's a, the dude can do the same shit. He can tell you all kinds of shit and then sit there and be like, okay, well, I got what I needed. Leave. You you heard about women who sacrifice and work two jobs so a guy can get his education or get what mm-hmm. he needs to do or play ball. And then when and he's then up f- there? Fucking bounces. Bounces. It it happens. It, it's a choice that you make to, to follow somebody into that abyss, and it's always an abyss. Because you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Nobody can sit here and say, okay, well, yeah, I knew that we were going to be married for 40 years. No, you fucking didn't. You hoped that you're going to be married for 40, 50 years. You hoped. That's the hope. That's the thing you want. You want to be able to say that I'd rather be with that person than anyone else and hope that that person feels the same way. But You never know what they're... Yeah. And here's another thing that people don't take into consideration is that people are constantly changing. Like, we as a human race, as a human being, just overall, we're in constant change. And the people who are stuck we'll say for the sake of argument in the same place at the same rut it's because they're living in the past or they're not living for the present or they're scared about the future. But for us, we're supposed to be different. We're supposed to be keyword maturing or uh, seeing things in a different light. And when it comes to a relationship, like that's the same thing. Like you never know, like, you know, beige was not going to be the same person he was today that he was yesterday. Cause like you were saying, you're going to put a hundred percent in your relationship, right? So April may like something and you may not, but you're going to try to help her out and vice versa. Like that's the point of the relationship. Yeah, but there's, yeah, but there's always scorched earth. That's you got to understand. There's always scorched earth. People can say this shit all they want and say, okay. Oh, I'm moving to a new relationship. It's a new start. It's fucking not because you have you really close to like the previous chapter. Like you're bringing that, it, all that baggage. Yeah, the first it, one it, it never is. It's just like if Milhouse is dating a girl and she cheats on him and she, you know, does all kinds of nasty shit to him. If the girl he's with now is awesome and great, and then she starts showing a little bit of those signs that the other girl was showing, mm-hmm. just a little bit, Trigger. just something that's going to trigger you just a tad, that is going to pop in your fucking head at some point, and you may not express that point, but it's going to be enough there to where you start thinking about it. And then something else happens, it's going to be a little bit more, uh, you know that game at the arcade where you put the quarter and it slides the rest of the oh, quarters? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it does. Those are all your feelings and emotions and shit sitting there. And it may not be the first quarter or the second quarter. It might be quarter number 300. But sooner or later, that quarter is going to fall over, and all that shit's going to spill out. Got it. And, and, that's, it, and that's what yeah. you're talking about. Like you're, That's the fear that you're talking about. Yeah, because it could spill out, and it could be more of a point like, all right, well, where do I go from here? Or where do I go now? Or am I stuck here? What am I doing? Like that kind of shit. Got it. Yeah. That, was t- that was intense. <laughs> one, one. Um, so it was funny. I was talking to somebody today about this. Um, and I don't know if it's so much of a fear or just like, eh, I guess it could be a fear. Um, you know, as you guys know, I'm an only child, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, my biggest fear is, you know, ending up alone. You know, I only have my parents and my uncle. I do have cousins, but they're like, you don't really talk to them once a year if I'm lucky, right? 
So for me, it's kind of like, you know, I know life is life. Things are going to happen, you know. But for me, it's like being that, that one guy that's just like, I don't know how to explain it. If you guys understand what I'm trying to say, like, you know, being alone and it's like. You feel like, are you talking about like dying alone or just being alone, like for the sake of argument, like out and, and about in an abyss by yourself? And no, no, there? I'm saying like, let's say, for example, you know, you know, I'm like, let's say in my 60s, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm living by myself. Okay. All of a sudden, something something happens to me. You call how, me. Long, how long? How long? Yeah, but uh, what if it's life <laughs> alert? I, you, I need you, life you, alert, right? I, I, yeah. <laughs> 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 I need your help. But even yeah, no. then, like you know, you know, uh, and it goes a little bit to you know watching the movie that we were talking about was that um, who do I leave my shit to? What am I working my shit for? Your legacy, you know. I get what you're saying. I understand exactly what you're saying. You, you, you want to be able to leave a legacy. You want to have somebody to grow old with. You also want to have the same thing that I'm talking to you about. Like you, you want to go into that abyss. You want to be remembered. You want to go into that abyss and, and be with somebody and be like, all right, cool, let's go. And like, well, what if this happens? It's all right, let's go. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. So I don't mm-hmm. know if that's like. It's a fear. It's a, it's, it's a fear of being like alone. It's a fear of. Uh, dying alone it's a fear of mm-hmm. not having anything to leave anybody to it's a fear of like just in a whole like a mag a magnum magnum whatever the fuck it is um that you don't know where you're gonna be no it's a fog it's a black hole i know what's well, a fog yeah. not a black hole you i think i know, I think I know what you're saying because it's, it's exactly what my mom tells me uh, you know, because like I have a brother. I think yeah. you told, I told you that my brother has already two kids, three yeah. kids. Uh-huh. Oh, you got the other end of it. Then. I, have, I have two nieces and a, and a nephew, and she's always bugging me about like, oh, how come you don't want to get married? Because oh, because you guys didn't know. I don't want to get. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want kids. Mm-hmm. I don't want kids. I just want to find a partner, enjoy life with my partner. That that's it. You sure you don't want one of mine? Nope. Pull straws from me. I can give you one. So, pull straws, you can yeah, pick one. That's, that's how I basically, that's what I was talking about now, being able to full, uh, uh, live to my the fullest of my potential. You know, yeah. just enjoying life. That's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, because I feel like, uh, I don't want to sound like a dick, but I just want to understand. So, you said that you don't, you want to reach your full potential. Do yeah. you feel for like, myself? And, yeah. and my same selfish? For myself, no, no, no. no. I mean, you're not you, for bro. everybody else. No, 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 no. This is for you. I just want to be happy with me. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and and be like, okay, I I came into this world, whatever uh, this simulation, this yeah, whatever <laughs> it is that we're living on, right? Right. If there is a, a god or whatever, you know, I don't, I don't know. Right. But making sure that I did what I was supposed to do. That's mm-hmm. it. Like that, you know. Some uh, people you aren't supposed to have kids. You finish your quest. Huh? Some people aren't. Yeah, I, you yeah. Put, that's exactly the words. Yeah, I, 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 I fulfill my 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 quest. Yeah. yeah, but some people aren't supposed to have kids. It's just yeah. it's not a big deal. Right. Like when someone says, "Oh, I, when some no, lady but I told know, me. I know exactly what he was." Yeah, like, I get. It. I'm going yeah. like, so I, it's it's, it's different. It's so like, so you're you're okay with you're okay with not having a legacy to leave behind yeah, as long I'm as you totally fine with somebody. Yeah, with with one person, you don't have to have kids. Just one person. Eddie wants to be with that one person and have but something I, to leave behind. Yeah, but I completely right. get what you're saying. Yeah. I see exactly what you're it's saying. It's the same like, thing. You, a, you, you, you just, opposite, I'm seeing op- it from the other side you of the coin. Opposite so no, that's not opposite. It's more or less like he's level one, Eddie's level two. Eddie wants that extra. He He's good with, with, with that just first level that of one. having that person doing what they want to do, vacation, do whatever, have fun, enjoy them. 
Eddie wants that second part of it where there's a little yeah. person running around that he can say, you know, that's my son, that's my daughter or whatever, and yeah. building something out of that so, so he's not in a house by himself or he's not, you know, vacationing by himself. Or, like, for you, vacationing by yourself is cool right now, but you'd much rather have somebody with you to enjoy it with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. We understand. Thank you, Dr. Beige. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. For me, I got a, a funny, stupid, like, I don't know if anybody else had this fear. Um, so, obviously, I've been short my entire life. And uh, when I was younger, uh, one of my friends had, like, those, like, Olympic-sized Olympic pool, like, in his apartments. And uh, when I was younger, I was terrified. For, and it doesn't make any fucking sense. But I was terrified to go in the water by myself because I thought that there was going to be a fucking shark in there. Oh, I thought because you couldn't touch the floor. <laughs> so you know the steps? That's as close as he got to the floor. Wow. <laughs> you remember I used to throw you in the pool. Yeah, dude. So, yeah. Oh, let's throw him in. So you're afraid of the you're afraid of the water? No, no, no. Like, he won't get in the he won't get in the pool. I won't get in the pool. He won't get in the pool. He'll sit out. He'll sit outside. Because I'm just chilling. Yeah, because me and Ruben will be in the pool, fucking with each other, like throwing each other around, and he'll stay up there. That's another. And we wet him, and then he'll he'll leave. Is it because they're there, or just if you're even by yourself, you wouldn't go? Dude, that's another one. I would go, but it's just that's another one of my phobias. Like what? Drowning? Drowning? Yeah, but I was close to drowning when I was like six. You know how to swim? Yeah. I know oh, okay. how to swim, bro. I'm a I'm a great swimmer. It's nah. just that, yeah. Ah, you don't hey. believe me? I got hey, the last time I heard you were swimming is when you you were yeah. sperming your dad. But I don't know if you. <laughs> I don't know if you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know if you heard of like this parking in in the state of Federal, Mexico City. It's called Chapultepec. There's a lake there, but it's more of a fucking swamp than a lake. It's, it's yeah, all green. It's all, yeah. Fuck you, going to swamp, bro. Right, well, over there, because it's like it's, 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 it's supposed to be a lake, but the water is green, and uh, oh. at the bottom, it's you know, it's like a yeah, it's muddy, swamp. Yeah. it's yeah. muddy, so that yeah. pulls you down. So it's like a recreation recreational area that you go when you live out out there in the city on Sundays or, or Saturdays, just to go chill with the family. Yeah, but in like here, they don't have the safety safety precautions for like people not to like go over yeah. the fucking water, right? And I was like, what five four, I think. Yeah, and yeah, I went over the water, and I just kind of started seeing like myself. Kind of going through oh, going the down, oh, kind, of like, kind of like that. Uh, like yeah. the music video ever, for Guns N' Roses when he's just drowning and you just see him go like, yeah. <laughs> and ever since then, yeah, I almost drowned. Like literally, I almost drowned. But oh, ever since then, I I've been afraid of like just the ocean in general. That's it. I'll go into I'll go, like I'll go into the into the ocean and swim. <laughs> but yeah. see, that's the thing I'm telling you. Like for it's, me, I don't fe- I don't think it's fears. For me, it's more like phobias that I can overcome. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, so I'm just on a mountain. What? Like I was in Boy Scouts. I almost fell down a mountain. Oh shit! Because we're walking along the ledge. You know, you go for hikes and shit. So oh, yeah. we're, I forgot what mountain we were at. And I was walking, and I was fucking around because I was an idiot. Well, that's not a surprise. Yeah, right. Ah, so I'm like, vocal. like hopping around and shit, and I lose my footing, and I fucking fall down the side of the mountain. Right, I'm sliding down. Oh shit! Cutting up my back, and then wait, is this like the prequel to that movie, uh, 156 Hours? Or something? No. no. <laughs> So there's a tree branch. So there's a there's a small tree, right? There's a small little tree on the edge of the of the of the thing. My leg get, hits it and gets caught. Oh so shit! So the branches go into my leg. Oh. And that would stop me. And stop me, or I would have fucking I'd be dead because I would have flipped over and, then you and rolled and probably I would have been dead. Fuck. So I saw the scar in in, in 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 or in or on my shins. Is this why I go? Yeah, because you got more lives than a cat, dude. Dude, I do. Fuck. I do. Shit. How old were you? Like, 
I want to say ten or eleven. Five, dude. Yeah, because I was in the boy. I was a yeah. I was a Boy Scout, so I wasn't a Weeblo. So I was like ten or eleven. So oh, as I was going, I was sliding and I like I fucked up my hand because I was sliding down. You were yeah. kind of I was trying to hold, and it was like yeah. cutting up my fucking hands, and then it cut outside of my face. And then uh, when I was going, as I went to go forward, the branch was sticking up my foot or my uh, shin, and my other leg fucking hit it. And it dug into it, oh, and it died. fucking stopped me. I was only like seventy pounds, so hiya, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> but with me like with Millhouse like I'll do fucking whatever I'll jump out of a right. plane I'll fucking go do something it doesn't matter to me even if, if I'm I die scared, like, I die I actually want a, a pet like a, a venomous snake like which is one of the, the it's a a, a, rattlesnake? A, a gaboon viper like they're fucking yeah, the vipers, huge yeah. they um they well, they crawl like a noodle like they don't go on like an S yeah they, they start crawling like, yeah they crawl they pop up like oh, a, they, like a oh, noodle like yeah like oh, a fucking shit. worm yeah you, uh, but they're they're pretty cute though. See, I'm afraid of it. <laughs> but the face, no, the face is, is the unlike face, the, the face, until it until it until it yeah until it opens its mouth. Like when it's just have, sitting there, it's have, not that bad. They have the f- f- biggest fucking fangs of any snake. It's like two, oh, yeah. they get up to like two and a half inches. Yeah, but like they're like, I like the snake. You look at it and it's like it's really really nice. They're called gaboon vipers. <laughs> but I'm afraid of the fucking snake. Like I'm I'm are I'm, they even illegal? I'm terrified. Look, huh? are they I, even le- illegal? I don't think here in 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 um in California unless you have like a, a license to keep like reptiles and venomous animals. Yeah, because uh, like my uncle had a python. But you go to fucking, you go to fucking Florida. You could keep anything in the in that motherfucker. Okay, alligators. Yeah, like no, my uncle had a tarantula, a scorpion, and a python. And for me, I was oh see, I, I, I he I, his python. I was cool with her. her name was Samantha. Yeah, I was cool. I was cool with the with the pythons. Mm-hmm. Like I I fed her uh, the little squinkly little fucking mini mice whatever when she was little. So like I was cool with that. Uh, the only thing that freaked me the fuck out and still to this day is the tarantulas. And the reason why I freaked out so much is that I'm sure you guys watched this movie. If not, like arachnophobia. Yeah, that movie mm-hmm. just. It traumatized me. Like it was just horrible for See, me. But that's where you f- your your phobia it started grew from. Yeah, yeah because See? you see, that it was the, it so was the that's fangs, what I'm trying to say. the like, scene, and then like when the spiders me, came out of the fucking bathtub, I was just like, oh. Yeah. For me, all <laughs> no. my phobias, I can pinpoint them to like a specific event in my life. Yeah. Like, all my phobias, like all of them, I could pinpoint them. Like, oh, this is why I'm afraid of this. This is why I'm afraid. Oh, that's of I don't trust people because they do shot me in the back. That's I don't trust like the dude that I was I was with for like four or five years like us like going up and down like uh, doing jobs together doing other stuff together I helped him he helped me out um, I gave him money helped him with his his sick daughter and all this kind of shit and the first time he saw there would there would be extra money in for him he waited till I turned my back and fucking shot me in the back fuck. You know what I mean? Like that kind of shit fucks with your head to a point when you meet people, yeah. it's not, oh, you know, I wonder how this person is. It's like I told Eddie when I first like met him and Herbert, it was just like, all right, which one of these motherfuckers is going to do something to make me slap the shit out of him? <laughs> like it, I told Eli, it's the same thing when he, when he brought, he was like, oh, I got two people. On. And I told him, I was like, are you fucking sure? Oh yeah. yeah Cause yeah. even Eli's gotten on my nerves to a point sometimes where I wanted to choke or throw him to the fucking wall. Is this true? A little nerve. Yeah, a little. <laughs> no, but it's more of a point. Like I, I, I judge people based off of how you act. I'm, I'm cynical about shit. I'm cynical about when like people tell me stuff. I look at you and I wait for your actions. Your actions will tell me more than your words will. Somebody will tell me up and down. I got you. I got you. And then when shit happens, they're like, oh, my bad. Not even my bad, bro. 
sometimes they'll turn that shit on you and be like, well, you, you didn't do this, this. you didn't do this, or you shouldn't. I'm like, dude, like, like mm-hmm. what the fuck? That's, you know. It's irrelevant. Yeah, that's why when I tell, say, say certain stuff to people, it's, you know, you should you should understand that that's coming from uh, a different place. Like, I said, tell Milhouse, you can ask Eli. I don't like a lot of people. There's very, very fucking few people I like in this world. And like, that's why it was such a, like, weird thing when I got, like, Got off to a good start with the with the good, good, good beer guys because it was three dudes that I had never met and we could only just talked to the phone and shit and we hit it off because I like where their mentality at and where their mind is and they're straight shooters. They'll tell you if something fucking sucks. Straight up. They'll tell you if something's fucking stupid. It's like when Milhouse went at him about the thing. He loved it because he's just like, you know, Milhouse liked the Joker movie and he talked about it with, you know, passion. fervor and with passion. passion. Yeah. And I told him, I'm like, all right, cool. But and I told um, Lenny, I was like, hey, when you talked about your movie, you didn't have the same kind of passion, you know, Millhouse did. So Millhouse could have fucking shitted on you. And he was like, yeah, and I would have taken it. Most people would throw a fucking hissy fit and not want to be back on the fucking podcast. Oh, yeah. And that's that's why I love Mr. Goobier because, no. like, they love talking shit about me in Mortal Kombat. But then I talk <laughs> shit about them and they're just laughing like, okay, yeah. all right. And they, and yeah. they like, if they as, as soon as they dish it out, they know how to take it. Yeah. You know, I mean, nobody, take, don't, nobody talk shit about Eddie, but. Oh yeah! Don't nobody talk about it. We care about that. Please don't. I'm pretty sure there is. <laughs> Who the fuck? It's, have have we gotten ever anything? Someone talking shit about Eddie? Well, they can't afford to fucking pay for it. Fucking stupid. Wow. But it's more important. I like somebody that like says their honest truth when they talk so about shit. You could say you you if I get this right, your fears of, of giving your trust to people. Yeah, it's more yeah. a point like giving trust to people. Like I tell, like I wrote those quotes and it's just like trust is like you know your number one thing yeah and it's like paper to me mm. you know once that shit gets crumpled it can never be the same mm-hmm. paper's never ironed back out there's always gonna be a wrinkle somewhere a crinkle somewhere it's not gonna be the same that's right. what i do to people it's more or less like like you know ruben does it too yeah. he'll meet people and be like okay how are you gonna disappoint me that's a fucked up way to go about life, but when enough people have shit on you to a point where you're just like, all right, you know, I'm done fucking bending over. Yeah, my brother's like that too. He has, yeah. he has a very acquired taste for people. Yeah. He'll be respectful and he'll say, all right, what's up? And then after he's like, yeah, bro, I don't like that fucker. It, 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 he'll even say, it's a vibe. I don't like the way he talked. Um, I don't like the way he dressed. You know what? Just something about him rubs me the wrong way. Fuck him. And uh, kind of, I think, Beige, you brought it up uh, in one of our closures in one of our episodes. Um, your inner circle. Yeah. Your inner circle. Is, it, 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 Some people got, got that shit confused, though. Mm. Just because you got friends doesn't mean you, you you got a circle. Some people don't have a circle, and that's fine. Just because you got friends don't mean you got a circle. People need to understand this. Just because you've known somebody for 15, 20 years doesn't mean they're in your circle. If you can't sit down with somebody and be like, hey, I need to talk to you and they can come over. You guys can go somewhere and chill and just talk to that motherfucker for like two or three hours and not have to worry about that person looking at their phone or looking at their watch trying to see how much time has gone by or whatever. That's somebody in your circle. That's somebody where you can see like if somebody checks on you for no fucking reason when you're just like, all right, so I can share this and this. You cool? You cool. All right, cool. Or if somebody's like, hey, you know, they're talking about stuff. Like, in their life, like, I can't pay for this. It's fucking hard or whatever. And somebody tells you, hey, you know, here. When someone asks you, hey, do you need this? They're asking, hoping that you're going to say no. There's a difference between somebody asking for help and someone just giving you the help that you need. No, not that. I'm saying 
if someone if if let's say you're like, oh man, I'm broke, I can't do this and this, right? Yeah. And I'm like, here you go. Now, if I let's reverse that. Now, if you're like, I'm going through this and this and this, I'm like, oh okay. Well, how much would you need for this and that? I'm hoping that you're going to say no. Mm. It's a, it's a it's a it's a weird kind of textual thing with with people of how they move and right. how they talk. Certain things someone says to you is is completely different than where their mindset is. It's like Millhouse when he came on. He, you know, you were honest. You were like, oh, okay, I didn't come last week because of this and this, right? Yeah. You didn't right. have to say that, but it's it's more important like you being honest. Like it's you're not transparent. You're transparent about it. I like that. Like with some, like with next week with the girls, you're gonna have to dial back like like the bitches and shit. You're not gonna be able to say that. I mean, I'll still be myself. No, you still be yourself. I'm saying just a little bit of like tactfulness. What I what I and I and I, and I got that from my parents. Like you're saying, there's a different of, of saying things, right? Yeah. Like, hey, would you like something to drink? Right. Yeah. Or hey, would you like water? Or would you like a soda? Yeah, you're you're asking them. So no matter what, it's like when you come over and I, like I'm, I'm making food. I'm like here. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I'm here. You didn't ask. You just here's your plate, bro. Here's your, here's your plate. Here, yeah. Taste this. I want to see. Yeah. So it's more or less like like that. Yeah. It's it's the thought process. Oh, yeah. Don't worry about the girls. I'll probably be quiet because that's usually what uh, what what happens. I don't think you're gonna be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're gonna be quiet. No, trust me. Trust me. The questions that are gonna come out, you're uh, not gonna be quiet. They're gonna be triggered, bro. I don't think you are. When I meet, I, I would be super I know, surprised. Oh, I know myself. Trust me. I know. I be. I would. When I, when I, I meet new people, uh, I'm you're gonna, gonna be quiet. like Rosh from uh, the Big Bang Theory. <laughs> oh yeah. I would be. So some of the stuff that's gonna be said, he's gonna start whispering in our ears. If they start shitting on dudes, are you gonna just sit sit there? Yeah, why not? <laughs> if I don't feel comfortable like talking, I, okay. I'm, I'm being honest. I, 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 if, I I, if I don't feel comfortable talking, you're not gonna get me to talk. Okay, that's right. It's plain and simple. Like that's that. right. And I'm not trying to be a dick or anything, but it's just like when I don't feel comfortable with somebody, like and and talking to them. Well, yeah. look at look at the first episode he did. I'll with just that. exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly like, it, it takes it takes a uh, a little bit for me to get comfortable with people. Actually, it's like, you know what? It's like I'm getting gonna... in a pool, huh? Yeah, hold on. No, like, it's it's like getting in a hot tub, like putting your foot in. Yeah, you try to see how hot it is and putting exactly. the whole leg I, in. Yeah, I, I will, yeah you I could will, say that. can, that's, a, can, that's a good analogy. Yeah. I can vouch for you because remember when we first knew about each other? Yeah. We didn't talk for shit. And I've seen this guy a couple times and we never we talked. Never, I yeah. never talked to him. And we, <laughs> Are you okay if we say this? Yeah. Go for we, it. we dated, I think you guys know this, right? That Wait, what? We, we were dating. No, You see how he paused? You see how he paused? He paused too many times. Go ahead. Go ahead. Eddie dated the sister of the girl that I was dating. Oh, okay, so, so yeah. but but we 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 knew of, we knew of each other because obviously the sister would be like, oh, you know, she's dating her and he's dating whatever. But we never actually talked, even though he was also in the uh, doing. The, you used to play guitar back then too, right? No. A little bit, right? So even then, he knew about me. I knew about him, but we never actually talked. And it wasn't until what like three years, maybe four years after that. Yeah. That that's when we actually started uh, actually like knowing each other, talking to each other, and we're like, okay, cool. Yeah. And at that point, we weren't even dating the sisters anymore. Yeah, but yeah, he knows. I don't. I don't. I don't like usually like. I'm no. I'm not. Um, I'm not social with people when the first time that I meet them. It's just me, I guess. It's a. It's a like a little wall. Trust me. It's a little wall Trust that me. I put. I know. <laughs> I get it. I usually like if I go somewhere and I'm around people I don't know I won't, I won't talk no. at all. But once once I get comfortable, I mean, look at me. It's That's like, true. You're now just chilling back with your mic in your hand. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, yeah, he has his drink. That. He's showing off. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm here. Just chilling. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, uh, sounded like Tyrone. Tyrone's gonna oh. speak. Yeah. Oh, no. I was like, okay, where are we going with this? Tyrone's not coming out. Tyrone's oh, not coming out. Eddie's, little Eddie's fierce Tyrone. Yeah. <laughs> I would think I would think if Lil Eddie was here, his spirit would be Tyrone. I think yeah. if if JT was here, I think his spirit would be Tyrone. Um, I think Lenny's spirit would uh, would be Starship Troopers never existing. Um, or, every, or somebody burning every copy in the world. Yeah, I think Romans would be, probably be uh, no more uh, beer or weed in, in, left in the world. So imagine, yeah. So uh, let's go straight to Eddie's person or team or food spot. All right, so oh, we're not we're not gonna talk about our fantasy football. <laughs> no, we're not talking about that shit. We all fucking lost. I lost the worst, but sorry, we all lost. I'm sorry, we. Uh, oh, you won? Yeah, in our league. Yeah, yeah. he won in our I league, won. bro. He won. Win. Who'd you beat? Um, hold on, let me see who it was. Because so, obviously, I don't, uh, the only people I know are you, uh, Eli, and uh, Chunk. Um, week one. I played whoever Angry Beavers. Oh, that's a, that's last year's champ. Oh, was Samantha, it? yeah. Yeah, uh, 151 or 126. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, you, 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 you're, you're the winner out of... Celebrate good. No? Okay. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Is that your team you want to talk about right now? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, I, don't, I think you guys have probably already uh, been here or heard of this place. It's uh, Cortina's Italian Market. Oh, yeah, that's a good yeah. place. Yep. Yeah, okay. It's like so, right across the street from uh, In-N-Out. Yes, on Burkerson Orange. On Burkerson, yep. Mm-hmm. So um, this place, uh, one of my co-workers had, had uh, taken me there because we your made uh, my co-worker. Ah, okay. I had taken me there because <laughs> we did a bet uh, and I won it. And, and he goes, well, here, I'll take you to the spot. So we went there and um, I was like, well, what the fuck is this? You know, it's like, because on one side is a, it's like a, a, a deli and the other side is a restaurant. Mm-hmm. So uh, I forgot what I ordered. I think it was like the... Um, uh, fuck! I can't remember what it was. I think it was a the the chicken tacos, <laughs> the chicken Alfredo pasta. I can't remember fettuccine. Uh, raviolis, Massage. raviolis, the raviolis, there you the raviolis. Yes, um, it was really good. And then Wait, I, the meat ravioli ch- with chicken. No, no, it was just raviolis. It wasn't the Alfredo chicken. It was just raviolis. Oh, I was like, yeah. Okay. Since like, when? <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but then I found out that that place is actually like pretty popping and you know famous, I guess, because it's the only one there is, I think. Um, because uh, so if you don't know this, I'll share with you. Yeah. This restaurant is first of all, it's a family restaurant, so it's it's been there for several years. Uh, secondly, these are authentic Italians, so they do the 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 recipes and everything from like home family recipes. And they have like their own. Um, I'm, I'm probably gonna butcher this. Their own. Um, it's like their own meat section or whatever. Like uh, uh, culinary um, like uh, recipes that they have there, uh-huh. and they, everything is freshly made. So the reason why this place is so popular is because it's authentic. It, yeah, there's, there's, I, I mean, you can definitely tell. Like, it's a really, really good. And, and, and the best close way, on Mondays, I think. And and the best way, like, I'd like to explain is like if you were to go to fucking. Chili's and get a fucking pasta no, chicken right. over there, and you <laughs> go to this restaurant. It's night and day. We well, we know when we went to fucking uh, fucking was so like it was like um uh, we went to uh, Dave and Buster's the other day. Yeah, yeah. Okay, my nephew Damien 
bro, this dude was like, Theo, I don't like this chicken. It tastes weird. And as you when you eat the chicken, dude, it doesn't even taste like it. It's, it was just weird. So you can totally rubbery. tell that it's all rubbery and though it, it, it you can tell they didn't cook it right. Yeah. So that that place is really really good. Um, I went there with my other friend uh, uh, David a couple years ago, and uh-huh. um, you can you can get like a, a slice of pizza with a, a salad. Uh-huh. Like it's like eight bucks or something like the whole combo dude. Yeah. But it's like it's like, like you said it. You can taste the authentic of uh, the the spice and the herbs. Chicken. And the chicken. And the chicken. <laughs> but, so, yeah, I mean, if you guys want to go check it out, I think they're closed every Monday, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah. You, you, you definitely got to go to this place. Like, yeah. it's really good food. It's for a sure. chicken. It and also sh- drink. Chicken. I what? I should have yeah. drink. Your bebida. Uh, Adios, motherfucker. Just fucking con- submerge yourself in alcohol, and that's it. Once you hit rock bottom, you'll pick yourself back up. That's fine. Yeah. You're like, you just like? tilt the bottle all the way up. 100% proof. What is it called? Uh Something proof? No. Uh, fuck. Let me see. Let me. Uh, so while you're thinking, I can. I got a fact. If you want to go, yeah, it. go for it. Go for it. All right. So, uh, this is way off the top, uh, way off the subject. We're talking about this is random, and you know, this is just us guys being guys. So fuck it. So I found this uh, random fact. So this is doctor. His name is Anthony Yoon, MD, and he's a Detroit-based plastic surgeon. So he went on a rant on uh, TikTok, and he started talking to people and. Basically, this rant goes, have you guys ever farted in, you know, in your sleep? Did you guys know that in our sleep, we fart maybe 20 times in the night? Now, here's the part that's funny. The suggestion that he said is like, don't sleep naked. For the sake of your partner and for the sake of yourself, sleep with your underwear. Because it's already been scientifically Shit. proven. Dutch oven on that. Hey, Girl. I'm telling you. Hey, the reason the reason why it's such a big deal has been it's been scientifically proven that every single time that you fart, a little bit of shit comes out. So if you sleep naked, then you're sharing your partner in your bed is just puro caca. You're 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 literally in rolling in your your shit. So the random fact here is that one. The majority of the time of us when we sleep, we're farting like maybe 20 times in our sleep and we don't even know it. Secondly, fall asleep with your underwear because like your partner's going to appreciate it. You're going to appreciate it because if not, you're literally sleeping in your shit. And <laughs> now with 100% more anal leakage. <laughs> I, remember that shit. I remember that shit from fucking Mad TV, dude. Horrible. Horrible. We're so mature. <laughs> you, you, you find a drink yet, man? See, no puro pedo, way. <laughs> no, yeah, you got it. No, just fucking go pick a bottle. Out. <laughs> well, can you recommend a bottle? Oh, fuck, shut up. Somebody uh, like some bucanas, uh, a tequila, yeah, Fortaleza. It's a. I think I've mentioned it yeah. before. It's a. It's a new tequila that I found recently, but it's really smooth, and it's like a. It's an actual good tequila. It's not one of them marketing BS bullshit that you mean like the rocks tequila put out. Talk yeah. about the rock. <laughs> That motherfucker too. Anyways, uh, yeah, Fortaleza, either the añejo or the blanco, super smooth. Uh, you'll find them in uh, Bethmo or. Are you a fan of uh, Casadores? Fuck no, that's just like gasoline, bro. Really? Fuck, really? Yeah, that's just disgusting Wh- as fuck. What about Patron? I disgusting as Patron, fuck too. Dude, I hate fucking Patron, dude. Uh, Jose Cuervo. Well, disgusting. that's another piece of shit, dude. Oh, I'm, hey, I'm just. I want to hear the oh, I'm sorry. from the professional. I'm, sorry. I'm not a professional. I'm just hey. <laughs> on here. You are. All right, you're the professional. Yeah. See, I forgot so what yeah. it's called. 
Like the people with the wine that have the connoisseurs. Little, connoisseur. No, no, no. The, they have the little shit around their around their neck. Their neck. It's so they can fucking put wine in it and sip it. Oh fuck! I forgot what they're called. Some of the air. They, some yeah, there you go. I yeah, don't know what the it's word a is. wine bar, so somebody, they'll have a little chain. Somebody oh. with a little bowl, with a little bowl, little gold bowl on their neck, uh-huh. and they walk around people's tables and they go like, "Oh, would you like to taste?" So they'll pull out their little thing like this and they'll pour a little bit and they will drink a little bit with the table. Oh, oh yeah, but tequila fortaleza. Yeah. Wow. You know that? I thought you just walk around with a fucking shot glass and be like, <laughs> <laughs> like hey, let's get fucked up. <laughs> let's get fucked up. So before I get into my thing, um next week we will have a thing kinda like men versus women, but I don't think I don't want to call it that. Ding ding. <laughs> so it's, it's it should be fun. Um with I'll the bring, podcast. I'm bring a bell. You should just right. yeah, and then you, you hear in the background, let's get ready to rumble. And round happen. There's there. They're I'm, they're not meek. Round one. They're not meek, right? No, Ready? they're not. I don't know. I don't know how they're gonna. It's it, you never know what's gonna happen. It could be something that's civil. This is true. And then someone could say some outlandish shit, and then I have to you know say something. Round one. Ready yeah. for the plug. Hey, yeah. y'all better be like, hey. <laughs> hey, this is gonna be interesting for sure. Yeah. So um, we're gonna have it with them, and then uh, we're we also have gonna a, have. Do we have the name of the group at all? Or we no? do, but then I gotta look for it. I'll yeah. make sure. Yeah. I'll make sure. Yeah. I'll make sure to look for like sexist jo- jokes and shit. You oh. look for <laughs> sexist <laughs> jokes. <laughs> 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 Thanks. Oh, it's uh, called Deal Me In. Deal Me In. Yeah. It's a Deal Me In uh, podcast it's with three young ladies. Um, so, yeah, we're going to do something with them next week. Um, we also have an episode with the Potty Snatchers, uh, two dudes from Ireland. Nice. Ooh, so, okay. we're going to you know, go. get crazy with them. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I just remembered fucking Eli's. Uh, <laughs> Um, impersonation of uh, Sean Connery. <laughs> bro, that was so bad. Your impersonation. Oh, you weren't here. Oh, that was so bad. Mr. Cooper shit on him so bad. It's horrible. It was so funny because, like, as soon as like I had a couple of friends listen to the episode, do it again. They're like, "Tell me, Eli." That was the worst, funniest shit I have ever seen. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. I just I'll do the title. Uh, um. <clears throat> The hunt for the Red October. What? The <laughs> Damn, bro. Yo, I fucking lost my shit. It, it all started because we were watching uh, Untouchable. The Untouchables. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, Roman was just like, what the fuck was that? And he, uh, uh, Lenny was already drunk, so it was already funny, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so we have with them, um, I think we have a couple of more dates left for people trying to get on our podcast or through our calendar. Um, you can check our IG out for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the IG, where at? At Return of the Critics. No, I know, but where? Like, where does it say it? Like, it's, it's in like, our bio, and then it's also on the post I put up last night. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, shit, okay. Right? It's <laughs> 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 good when someone a part of the podcast He's just like, goes and checks for shit. Like, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. We yeah. got stuff. We get so, so oh, Instagram doesn't have a, 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 Partnership with these people, so you have to actually input the the actual site, like uh, go yeah. like www. Yeah, so you yeah. can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did you put it on our website too? No, I haven't done that. Yet. Ah, okay, so but yeah, it's I don't want to do that because then I don't want like five and six and seven fucking 
people signing up for the same fucking podcast. We can't put it like a cap on it. You can, but it's through the hour, so it goes by an hour. So oh, okay. seven to eight, eight to nine, nine to ten. We're not here a fucking nine to ten. So someone could fucking put one for nine to ten, and then. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I got you. So yeah, so we have them. Um, uh, we're all here. Millhouse, Eli, the drip, Eddie, and Beish. Uh Do you know? Just, your, are you ready for your rant yet or no? Yeah. All right. I'm just thanking the people, like Mr. Goodbear and everyone else. It's pretty dope. And we collab with them, have fun with them, and talk shit, shoot, shoot the shit, um, send each other stuff. They have like a surprise for me. They're gonna send me, so it could be something for us to hear. Or oh, something I was like about that. to say, does it include batteries, or do we it, have to get our own? I mean, it might. <laughs> it could. What? Oh fuck! We got a possum up in this bitch. Oh, a baby possum. Let me catch that shit. <laughs> Oh shit! Oh crap! <laughs> <laughs> you forgot he got headphones on. Oh shit! He's really, he's really. Oh my god! This can, was definitely touching. This fucker is fucker. trying to pick up a fucking possum. He's trying to pick up. Okay, 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 okay. Put this shit on live. Oh fuck! Hold up. Hey, he's gonna bite you, bro. Oh shit! There he is. What the fuck? Fuck! 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 Camera! Camera! So while this while, is going while on, while this is going on, Mouse is trying to catch a fucking. A possum right now. If he gets rabies, it's gonna be fucking hilarious. Oh so shit! We're, we're recording this right meow, so you're about to see it. So we'll post it up on our Instagram. But holy shit! Damn. Okay, this fool has no fear. Oh fuck! Oh fuck! Oh my god! <laughs> oh, he got it from the <laughs> cut. Don't bring it in here! <laughs> god damn! <laughs> hey! Hijo de puta! cool. So you got that right? He got it out of his system. Uh, he got it out of his system. So my rant today, it's just weird now. Let me pick that shit. And we just saw this fool pick up a fucking possum from the corner. Jesus. Yeah. So my rant today has to do with um, understanding what you can control and what you can't. Like I'll say I'm my, I'm my worst, my own worst enemy sometimes. I get in my head. I get about other stuff. And sometimes I try to get myself out of it. And I fucking can't. I try for the life of me to do it. But I can't. I don't try to. Take the shit out on other people, but sometimes it does happen. Um, it just sucks. Uh, sometimes you're in your own way. As much as you don't want to be in your own way, sometimes you are. And it could be something as drinking too much. It could be something as smoking too much, spending too much money, gambling, um, messing with different women or different men, because you have to feed your ego and feel and make yourself feel better about what you're doing. Um. It's super easy to my, look, talk to somebody. Are you talking about that fucking possum again? It's right here again. It's like he's over here trying to be join the club and shit. That's cool. Okay. Hey, come over here, guy. <laughs> uh, Go ahead. Yeah. Now I'm all lost. But yeah, if you have like a friend or somebody to talk to, then you talk to that person. That person will usually put you in check and tell you you're fucking up. You're not doing what you're supposed to do. You need to do better. Um, when somebody feeds into your shit, that's the person you don't, you know doesn't have to, doesn't need to be around you. If you're feeling like shit or you're feeling down the dumps, and someone's like, "Oh, it's all right that you feel that way," that person's not trying to help you. They're just they they want you to feel sulky so they can feel better. Yeah. So that's why I say don't 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 be your own worst enemy. Yeah, don't be your own hindrance. Don't put a wall in front of yourself and continue to put a wall in front of yourself, and then. Feel bad about it later. Uh, would you agree that, that, that you that would allow? Work. Would you say? Would you agree that if somebody's reaching out to, and I mean like genuine people, like in your inner circle, if they're trying to be, 
that support to you. Would you agree that you shouldn't ignore them at all? No, you can. You should? You, no, you can. Some people process things differently. Like, Milhouse could want to be around a, a bunch of fucking people all the time because it makes him, it helps him process. He might not have to talk about it. It's uh, way but helps him. Yeah, it's his way. Like, for me, I just would rather be alone. That's me. Yeah. It's, but, like, I have, you know, kids and I have a wife, so I can't always do that. It just. I fall off the, the earth. Yeah, you fall off the earth. Then I got to come and find you. Um, you you don't want me to find you. It's, it's you just don't. Um, but yeah, no, it's more of a point. Like if you have to grieve a certain way, then grieve a certain way. If you have to feel a certain way, feel a certain way. Just don't make yourself feel like shit and continue to make yourself feel like shit. So anybody else got any last words to say in house? You're going to say, yeah. Any final thoughts? Yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> Milhouse picked up a fucking baby possum. And that's going to be on our Instagram? Yeah. That's going to be our mascot from now on. <laughs> <laughs> Put him in a cage like yeah, the ROC cage. fucking possum. The yeah. ROP. The yeah. ROCP. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Eli, you got anything to add at the end? Um, shout out to everybody who's listening to us. Thank you so much for... Uh, Where you at, Pretty Rob? Man, he's not here. <laughs> this man. But, uh, yeah. oh, we could name it Pretty Rob. PWOs will come in here like a force. Hey, uh, pretty cute. Uh, I'm not, all right. Hey, you know what? We'll call the possum Pretty Rob. Wow. That's fine. Dang. So when Eli uploads that later to the IG, it's going to be Pretty Rob. It's going to be Pretty Rob. He's running around. Oh, there you shit. go. Good, good, good shit, Mouse. Uh, that's great. Uh, so, Shout out to everybody who's listening to us. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. And the fact that we have the so many people joining in or wanting to join in on our podcast on the calendar. So thank you guys. We can't wait to work with you. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Return of the Critics. Uh, send us an email at Return of the Critics at gmail.com. Uh, you're welcome to also visit our website at www.returnofthecritics.com. We have uh, shirts, merchandise, pins, stuff that you guys can purchase. And you know what? We just want to thank you guys so much for joining us. And uh, we'll see you next time. Eddie? Uh, again, thank you, everybody, for listening. And thank you for the support. Um, make sure you make somebody smile. That's beautiful. I did forget uh, Norm MacDonald did pass away today. Yeah. So that kind of sucks. Uh, comedian. He's kind of a dick. Yeah. But he's fucking still, funny. Yeah. Uh, so he came out on, on like the Adam Sandler movies, no? Like Billy yeah. Madison or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's pretty funny. Really? It's pretty dope. So yeah. You you lost your oh, virginity to that Of course you were an honors choir. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you have turtle too, huh? Wow. <laughs> I wore I wore a vest. Had honors, I wore a vest. Yes. <laughs> You're Michael Scott as a kid. <laughs> I seen it. I seen it. Look at me. Wait, wait, wait. Wait. I've never seen this wait. like this. He hasn't, he hasn't, he hasn't even oh, told oh, me the oh, word. I got to show him the picture now. Yeah. Oh, shit. I got a picture of it. Oh, my God. Jones. Yeah, I think he's because that's why I was for Halloween a couple years ago. Remember? Oh, that's right. You dressed up as Casey Jones. Oh, dude, right. I was a black dude last year. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it was horrible. The cops, the cops bought into my disguise like crazy. <laughs>
true. This is true. Like, true. Like, true. People jerk off Teddy and they're mad at you. Yeah. So, hold on. Sorry. They start off with getting, like, comfortable with Eddie. Yeah. And then they finish off and they get, and they feel bad about themselves and listen to you at the end. Yeah, it's like, Eddie yeah, fucked them and, like, you're the one that put the kids. Yeah, so, yeah. I love you too. You had some thing. Come here. Y'all be safe on your way back home, okay? I love you. All right. Well, y'all just be careful and listen and stay safe. All right. See you guys. I'm going home. You dick. Later.